What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the UGASports.com post-game overreaction show. I'm Paul Meharry. That's Roddy Nabolsi. And damn, Roddy, uh, I don't think anybody had this score in mind. And wow, I- I've I've already gotten numerous texts from friends that were at the game saying this is the loudest it's been. I was there as a student for the 2013 game against LSU that everybody proclaims is the loudest. Uh, these guys were there as well. They say this far and away blows it away. Uh, Sanford Stadium was accounted for, I think, 50 yards of penalties uh, against Tennessee. I think they had yeah. eight. They had eight or 840, whatever, same difference. But, uh, man, they big time for them. Uh, guys, if you're first-time watcher, you can click that link in the description and join us. What that does is it puts you in our waiting room, and then we can bring you on to talk with us. Also, guys, if you're first time watching or if you've been watching us forever, we love to know where you're watching us from. Put it into the comments. We'll get you onto the show. And if you have anything you want to overreact to but don't want to call in necessarily, we'd love for you to. But if you don't want to, that's all right. You can put it into the comments and we'll get you up there as well. Uh, so, yeah, man, Roddy, before we get anybody in here, I know the, the doors are breaking down for folks to come in. Your initial thoughts on uh, on the game. Just an absolute statement win. I mean, this is uh, – you, you faced the quote-unquote number one team in the nation. You did face the number one scoring offense in the nation. You can talk about whether they're good or bad you know, or overrated or not, I should say. But this is a team that went toe-to-toe with Alabama. And Alabama screwed up, but they beat them, you know. They beat Florida. They got that monkey off their back. Now, Florida's not great, but, you know, hey, you can be worried about this. This team scores. They – you can talk about the overrated thing all day, but statistically, the number one team in the nation because they score 49.4 points a game. That's seven touchdowns or more per contest. I don't care who you're playing. If you're doing it in the SEC, you can do that against anybody in the nation. That's pretty damn impressive. And Georgia held them to uh, what, 13 points with a scrub touchdown at the end there, uh, giving the ball back. And the first three points, you gave it to them on a fumble, you know, points off a turnover. So, this was a defense that I did not think could keep up with – the Georgia defense could not keep up with Tennessee. Think about this. You had five first-rounders off of that group. Your next – you know, one of your possible first-round guys, Nolan Smith, out. Then you lose Robert Beal, out. Dan Jackson, out. William Poole, gone. Thirteen other guys, you know – or not 13, just a ton of other guys from the transfer portal, you know, that are not playing for your team. Otis Reese isn't there, you know. Major Burns isn't there. You took in nobody, and Kirby Smart mentioned this in the post game. He says, well, "Our guys love to be here." They had hardly anybody go in the transfer portal. They didn't take anybody in the transfer portal. They didn't take anybody uh, in this past Kirby, year. Yeah, Kirby uh, said that after the game. Yeah, I mean, you're doing it without Tariq Stevenson. Point being, this is a rebuilding defense. You got three guys in the secondary that were playing their first year. Javon Bullard, two sacks. Who, who the hell predicted that before the season started? Malachi Starks played the best game of his career. Kamari Kamar Lasser, I thought, played his best game of the year. Just phenomenal work from those guys. Uh, too many pass interference penalties. That was my number one observation when I was writing my 3-2-1 column. You know, can you avoid those? And they didn't. And he extended drives because of them. Everybody got them. That was my number one issue. Number one, th- number thing, number one thing I was thinking about with this game is pass interference calls because you had two of them last year. But yeah, you were able to stop the run with just five or just four. They, weren't, they didn't have to go six guys like that. You know, you had you disrupted that Tennessee offense so well. And then offensively, you kicked their ass. 
You, yeah. you dominated them. There was, Georgia should have scored 41 points. If we want to have an overreaction, let's say Georgia should have scored 42, what the hell were they doing? You know, they're, they're, the second half offense was – we'll get into it. That was by design, in my opinion, but it was just garbage. Uh, really? How many drop passes were there? At least yeah. three. Yeah, but then the second half, how many passes were there? Like three. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you're, you're, you're just trying to run the clock out. So I get it. Yeah, but I mean, what you, yeah. Statement win, number one offense, number, number one team in the nation. They put mm-hmm. Georgia, the reigning champs who had not lost, at three, saying, We think there's two teams in the country better than you. And uh, 90% of the bets were against Georgia, people betting on Tennessee to, you know, uh, cover. I'm like, okay. That's something I was worried about the game. I absolutely was. Cause again, I'm thinking you lost all the five guys to the NFL draft in the first round. You don't have those inside linebackers. It, it's eye candy. It's a, it's like playing the option, you know, it's just all it takes. They can just take it to the house, but what yeah. a win for the defense and the offense. You've played two teams in the top 10, Oregon and Tennessee. Both those teams only have one loss. That one loss to Georgia to these two high powered offenses. You've given up 16 freaking points. That's yeah. my statement. I'm done for it. Let's bring on John. Yeah, bring him on. I got it. You got him. What's yeah. up, guys? Oh, What's up, man? Hey, here's your thoughts, baby. I'm, I'll try to be quick, and I hope I don't get in trouble saying this. I want to say to hell to Eric Haynes, <laughs> to hell to Kirk Herb Street, and to hell with the national media. Because if we'd have been Alabama, okay. they'd have been yeah. all over us. They'd have been all over us. And I hope to God y'all can get Kirk Herb Street. He keeps hiding from y'all from Dane Show, Coach Donnan. We see recent fun. Get Herb Street's ass on there. He's all we had, we had. We had him last year. Well, get him. I want to, if you can get him now, I want him to eat crow. <laughs> sitting out there falling up. Second thing I want to say is this. And that just, that Sunday afternoon in December of 2015, I had a wise person tell me that was all knowing. He said, this joker's going to save us. This joker's going to save us, and we're fixing to be Alabama. We got to give him time. This joker, Coach Kirby Smart, has saved us. How many years have we gone into a game like this and been on the opposite end? This yeah. guy, and I listened to him and Shockley at the end. I hope I don't get in trouble saying that. That's a Bulldog Radio Network. He said their plan was to hold the pocket, not rush upfield. Buy in. He's got these guys. He's got first-round guys buying in. We're watching a dynasty right now, nothing, nothing with LSU. This joker's the real deal. We can overreact all we want. He's worth yeah, every nothing, nothing anymore. Yeah, he he is he is. Oh, didn't you're you're ahead of me. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's worth every dime we're paying him. Uh, yeah. sec- third thing I want to say, LSU or Tennessee. If Alabama loses one of these next two games, Tennessee's through, y'all. Tennessee has to be through because I'm going to tell you why. Georgia. Let's just say Georgia goes and wins the SEC. Let's just say. It's LSU or Ole Miss. I hell if it's Bama. Georgia wins the SEC. And let's just say Clemson survives today. you got Clemson, Ohio State, and Tennessee, let's just say. And Georgia undefeated. You mean to tell me we're going to play these Jokers again in the first round? No. I, I don't, just don't, I don't believe the committee will do it. And if Alabama loses to LSU or Ole Miss, Tennessee's through. TCU is in the driver's seat, in my opinion. I just want to get y'all's That's thoughts. That's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. I forgot about TCU. Man, yeah. Who do, let me let me they look at nobody TCU. left. Yeah, let me look no. up TCU's schedule. Let me look that up real quick. Hold up. I mean, I think their biggest test was Texas Tech today, right? No, 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 no. They got to go to Texas. They got they got to go to Texas night game next week in Texas. Then they got then they have Baylor and Iowa State. I don't know if they stay undefeated. 
And you mark my words, the national media again tonight, and maybe not fine bomb those guys, they're going to be saying, well, the score, you know, Tennessee put up a fight. This, that score was not indicative of that game. If these guys aren't on the take to get the SEC out of the playoff or, what, or keep, keep these dynasties out of the playoff, whatever they're doing, there's no way. Tennessee got their ass beat. There's no way they can be in. There's no way. But we said the same thing about Oregon. Oregon, to me, Oregon lost the first game. Isn't it when you lose? Isn't that what they tell us? Well, they switch the rules every week. But don't they tell us that it's when you lose? What if Oregon wins the Pac-12? That, that's what I'm saying. Remember, With one loss one to loss. the number one team in the country that won the SEC. They deserve to go over Tennessee, don't they? Yeah, that's, that's my point. It's like, hey. Tennessee, I don't care what anybody says, and y'all know it too. Tennessee just got their ass beat for four quarters. The number one team in the nation. And it ain't like like uh, Stetson said on the post game. They had to come see us. They had to come see us. And you know what? Damn right. What a cocky son of a bitch, too. He is, man. And I'll be honest <laughs> with you, I've dogged him so many times. I I told a buddy Monday night, I'm done. I, I'm done. He's a national champion. He's as tough as they come. And and if I ever see him, I'll buy him a drink, too. So appreciate y'all. Thank you. Thanks, John. I really appreciate that. Okay, great points from John. We got to have him on again. Uh, let's bring up Rimmer. But before Rimmer says something, uh, Paul and Stetson Bennett's first touchdown—that run in—why didn't they check for targeting? It looked like he just got led with his head. Any idea? Yeah, I don't. I don't know why. Um, I, I guess they weren't reviewing it's that. The looking at reviewing the it. Like, you don't notice his head going not being knocked sideways uh anyway let's get to Rimmer. Rimmer, give us your thoughts yeah i don't know i it, it seemed seemed off it definitely seemed off uh the the refs weren't the best today that's for sure uh but you know it is what it is i think that they should have they would have knocked their starting safety out but it didn't so <laughs> all right we lost yeah Rimmer, give us your thoughts baby um Absolutely fantastic game by the defense. I mean, they were just relentless. Like, I knew they would play well. I still thought Tennessee would score because they just had a great offense. But to me, the key of the game was when Dejan Edwards fumbles that first fumble on the opening drive and it's a sudden get, um, change position, our defense has to go right on the field. And you're thinking, oh, my goodness, we can't give them extra possessions. And our defense holds them to a field goal. To me, that's huge because the Tennessee game, scores and goes up seven nothing. You're like, oh, oh, we got to go blow for blow with Tennessee. But that stop after we had that fumble by Dejan Edwards to me was huge early in the game because you knew Tennessee they wanted to go for the kill shot, like get seven early so they can make Georgia play from behind. Because that was the narrative all week from the media. If Tennessee gets up on Georgia. It makes Stetson Ben have to throw them back in the game. Can they do that? So that that to me that was I was like, okay, our defense is ready to play. Um, Eric Ains, this home full event does not matter because it sure looked like it did. That was the loudest I've, I've heard Sanford Stadium since the 2013 Aaron Murray versus Zach Meckenberger duel. I ain't heard Sanford Stadium that loud like that, but. Yeah, great game out of defense. Offense played really well. Second half, it was raining. They were trying to shorten the game, so I don't have any issues with how we played in the second half offensively. We were trying to run the clock out. 
get out of there, not give Tennessee extra possessions. So, yeah, defense, I mean, the secondary, I mean, Keely Ringo and Lassiter, they were, like, glued to Tennessee's receivers. Like, there was no separation. Keely Ringo probably played his best game as Georgia cornerback of his career. Keely Ringo with uh, seven tackles. Malachi starts with 10. Javon Bullard with seven. Kamari Lasser with five. Christopher Smith with four. Smile Munden with uh, four. The point being, when you see that uh, you had uh, 24, 29 tackles between your starting four, uh, well, 33. First five guys are all defensive backs. They had 33 tackles together. That's uh, that's pretty legit. But I'm with you there. That first series when you, you know, turn the ball over and everybody has wet themselves when they've played this Tennessee team. The LSU that's uh, leading Alabama right now, they dropped the first kick, you know, and gave it to them. Uh, Kentucky had their brains scrambled against this team. Uh, Alabama had to go toe to toe with them. They had scored 103 points to 30 in the first half versus teams. And Georgia held them to uh, what? three in the first half, whatever, but just or six, whatever it is, nothing. And then they, to me, that first drive, holding the three was a huge win. I'm with you there. But think about that. You kick off in the second half. They get it. They go down, and then they you stop them. It takes like five minutes off the clock. They get nothing out of it. Then Georgia has an eight-minute and 44-second drive, almost a nine-minute drive, and kicks a field goal. There's a minute and five seconds left in the third quarter. Both teams have had the ball once. At that point, they're like, okay, you start doing some math. You're like, they got to score three times. They got to get a, a one of the has to be a two point conversion. Next time Georgia gets it, they just kind of go. So, and again, Georgia shot themselves in the foot because you had three drives. Your offense had an offensive penalty to put yourself behind the sticks. So, and then drop passes. So, point being, I mean, we, we I'm not trying to find anything to overreact to, but I'm with you, remember when you say, this the defensive performance was lights out. The offense could have been better, but you know this is one. If you're looking at Mississippi State or Kentucky or you know playing LSU or somebody like that. In other words, Kirby said before the game, we haven't played our best game yet. They still haven't played their best game yet, and they just beat the number one team in the nation. I completely agree. Um, Damn, I thought defense our secondary. That's what I was trying to tell people all week was. People were like, well, Alabama got torched by Tennessee, so Georgia, who plays similar style defensive scheme, will give up some big plays. But we got a better secondary to Alabama. Alabama had a weakness, was their safeties. Georgia's safeties are way better at coverage than Alabama's. And I taught, I had to argue with Tennessee fans, oh, Georgia hadn't played anybody offensively. Tennessee's played Alabama's defense. They played LSU. And they torched them. Georgia, they're going to get shell-shocked by Tennessee's offense. The Temple is going to wear Georgia's defense out. That was one of the things I was impressed. The Temple, I never felt that the Temple got Georgia's defense. We always lined up. We always was ready to play. Like, you never saw Georgia players run into the sideline and get got get got um, caught off guard by the Temple. Like, Alabama's defense, LSU, Kentucky. That I was – Impressed by how we prepare for the tempo. I agree 100%, Remmer. All right, man. We're going to let you go. We're going to get some other folks in here. We'll get them lined up. So, uh, 
appreciate you, your comments there. You were dead on as you were, just like you were last week. The guy, Rimmer knows his stuff, man. He really does. Appreciate right. it, my friend. We'll talk to you later. See you, right, Go, dogs. See you, bud. I think I'm back, Roddy. Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. All right, good deal. Dude, I, I love Rimmer. He's really, really good. Yeah. Uh, we is. got Andy, Aaron, Eddie, and Junior lined up here. So let's uh, bring him on. Spring on Andy Stowe, and we'll uh, give let everybody give us their thoughts. Hit us, hit us with it, Andy. Hey guys, how's it going? Um, <laughs> so my main thought is Georgia had six sacks. Tennessee had none. The offensive line, uh, you know, the Stacey Searles hire, it was questionable. It still is. <laughs> hey, they are looking a lot better than they. I, I, hey, and with the uh, guys out. Yes. No, it's, no. I, I think that, hey, not to cut you off, Andy, I think Devin Willick's your starting guard now. Uh, he's, yeah, he's taking that job. Yeah. yeah. Did Maris Mims even get in? No. He he, I saw him play and he was Did playing he? right tackle. Yeah. Yeah, I think he came in at right tackle. Let me uh, let me look at my notes. Yeah, I saw him on the I was thinking it was right tackle. Um, now the line's looking a lot better. And and who's this guy playing in the 13 jersey? I was told Stetson can't throw a 50-yard touchdown pass that's on the money. So who's taking over for him if he can't do it? So I don't know. It's weird. Nobody nobody likes to give him credit. So oh, trolley big troller sit over here with Andy Stowe. Yeah. Uh, I mean it's it's crazy. Like people still hate the guy and he they he looked great tonight. It was this is one of his best games he's had probably since the playoffs. I mean, he looked really good. With, with very little support. I mean, you look at the passes that were dropped. Uh, he threw a perfect ball to Big O in the end zone. Like, now, yeah. That was perfect. dropped. Hey, what about the one to Arian Smith? Arian Smith in there? That was perfect ball. How would that have changed that series? when that game, yeah, They'd probably score at least one more touchdown. So. Or the Arian Smith pass in the fourth quarter, you don't give the ball back to him. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That, that changes it. And then there was uh, another one. Uh, yeah. Don Blaylock. Don Blaylock. Yeah, Don Blaylock. Yeah. First pass in his freaking career in this game. So but That was a little behind Blaylock, but yeah. – It was. Dude, he, I guarantee you he'll say I dropped it. Sure, yeah, for sure. Um, absolutely. Stetson was mad at him. So, it looked like it looked like Don ran the wrong route or something. He, Stetson was really upset. Like, he was pointing at him. So, there was something weird going on there. Yeah, um, that's been a system. A lot of guys not running the right routes. I mean, he was mad with uh, – uh, Brock Bowers, you know, yeah. Brock went on that slant. It's like you, you're taking off, dude. Cut it to the inside. You got to cut earlier. This is a slant. This isn't up and up and in. So it, it's crazy. They they won 27 to 13. It wasn't that close. And if you look at the stats, so um, Brock Bowers had three catches for 27 yards and one run for seven. Brock Bowers only had what 34 yards or whatever. I mean. And they still dominated. That, that's what's crazy. The guys that are typically the guys, they weren't, and they still dominate them. That was, I mean. Well, how about how about Ladd going five for five today? I mean, he didn't have a drop. 94 yards. Yeah. He's, yeah. That's I, I mean, he's going to get one more to go over 100. So. Yeah. But they, I mean, we'll we'll get to that the whole defense or the whole offense thing in the second half. Roddy said at the beginning of the show is by design. I feel it, but good Lord, man. I mean, yeah, you, yeah, you, can't run, you can't run better plays when you're okay. We got to run the ball, but god damn, just don't keep running the same stupid shit. Stupid. Yeah, I mean, it, rushing 37 attempts, 130 yards, 3.5 average. That's not great. No, it's no. not. That's not the Georgia team that we've all come to know, right? Throughout this whole season, they, they've right. they've they it's not their best running back, uh, you know, horses stable rather, but they're better than 3.5 yards, and and also. 
I know we harp on it every every freaking week. If I've said it one time, I've I said it 30 times. The running yeah, well, well, let's not go there. His dad might tweet out something about me again. Um, but um, hey, <laughs> let's not let's not do that. Let's, I don't want to make that big fella mad again. But um, but no, what I'm saying is the running back rotation uh, yeah. was just absolutely crazy. Like Kendall Milton comes in for one play right there at the end of the half. Then Kenny Mack, we everybody thought he was hurt. Yeah, he got he touched the ball six or seven times to start the game. He's rushing. He's going eight yards a carry, and then you yeah. don't see him for ten five carries, forty five yards, and you stop running. Stop running. Yeah, because yeah. he went. He finished at ten for fifty two. But um, that's what we, the guy we're not talking about on that 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 final drive. He did not need to be in there. Like that needs to be Kenny Mel, uh, uh, Kenny McIntosh, and Dejon Edwards. I mean, that's. Yep, and then you get the you get a fumble, then uh, Branson Robinson gives it right back. That's, yeah, and I'm yeah. not banging on him, but I get the play a freshman, but man, Branson five for six today. Like yeah. if we want to overreact yeah, a little bit, five rushes, six yards. That's... He didn't. He didn't seem to have what he had a week or so ago. You know, he didn't. No. Look it was no. something was weird. So I don't know if he's is he banged up. There's too many guys in the box when he was running. They knew I was going. They played the run. They're like, yeah, you're not going to throw it. He's in the game. You're handing it to him. So hey, they they had you scouted. Yeah, I, I, I told. I, go ahead. One, one last comment, Andy. We got a couple more folks to jump in with us, but uh, go ahead. I, I mean, really, only thing I got to say. I mean, if Georgia didn't play their best game and still dominated Tennessee, and and you know, you heard, the Tennessee fans always talk about how Georgia's defense isn't. You know, they can't do anything. They can't stop them, and they dominate them. And if this is the best team in the country, then what does that make Georgia? So I don't know. They, it's. If, the only team that can beat Georgia is Georgia. So there, it's it was impressive. I'm, I'm Kirby. Kirby had him ready to go. So. He did. He yeah. did indeed. Andy, as always, man, we appreciate you jumping on with us, my brother. All right, see y'all. See you, man. Really good too. I like Andy being on the show. Hey, let's uh, get an ad in real quick. Yeah. Boom. Boom. You're good at this stuff. I'll scroll for you. The Athens, the seven six right here. Doesn't feel like ninety eight. Got some new shirts out. Ninety eight. Uh, was was that the last time they won, Roddy? Tennessee? No, they had that bomb. Kirby, uh, Josh Dobbs bomb. They won that one. So, no, I'm talking about I'm talking about national championship. I think that's last. Oh night. yeah, that's true. yeah. October <laughs> for pretenders. November is for contenders. I got the uh, between the hedges between the hedges shirt on today because uh, I felt that was appropriate for what you guys did inside the stadium. And also, this thing right here is just amazing. The uh, half zip, quarter zip right here with the embedded embedded logo on there. Guys, you can use the promo code right there, POS22, gets you 20% off of your order. Those guys over there are running like crazy with orders right now. So uh, be patient with them, but they will yeah. definitely get you uh, some of the best shirts. You take a while. This is an Amazon. Don't put in an order. Expect to get it tomorrow or the next day. Just uh, put yep. in your order, and they'll get it to you as fast as they can. Yeah, so we got time. We got hoodies coming out. It's hoodie season. Time to jump on those hoodies, guys. Hoodie season. So, uh, yep. Yeah, man. Athens. The uh, the seven six use promo code POS22 to get 20% off of your order. Roddy, who's next? Bring we'll bring on Aaron Calloway. Aaron, give us your thoughts, baby. Aaron, you there? Your mic's muted. Sorry, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that mute button? God damn it. I know, right? I you split screens. Darn it. Um, Roddy, is that water you're hydrating with back there? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> nah, I'll talk about this a little bit later. So that's the Bustletown Vodka from ASW Distillery. So I ran out of Fiddler, 
and uh, I'm having orange juice. Oh, that's you good. Know? You're working your vitamins in. Well, yeah. I mean, in, in uh, a salute to our friends from Tennessee, the big, you know, big orange folks. I'm having a little orange drink there. Oh, nice. But if you're gonna yeah. have, but if you're gonna have wow. orange juice, nice burn. <laughs> really? That was like Coach D with a finger. <laughs> God, that was. How about lie died? Holy shit! It was beautiful. Yeah. For folks who didn't or did not watch the uh, watch along show, bastards. If you want to watch a good show, we we had the Georgia watch along show, and Cooper Mays got hurt. Coach Johnny goes, "Is it his finger?" Oh yeah, that was that was that was tough. <laughs> I'm not feeding myself. That was pretty good. I don't like this, but yeah. me that trying was. to explain that joke to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, we, we've got Dane in here. We didn't get it like uh, Mrs. Maze. We'll bring Dane <laughs> on a second, but, a, but oh god. Um, apparently, he said the settlement went through this last week or something like that. I'm curious how much he got for his pinky. How much pinky is going for these days? I don't know. But um, uh, Aaron, what's up, man? Yeah, 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 so, okay. uh, three questions. Thank you guys. Uh, always love this. Always love Coach Don. Very appreciative of the watch along show. It's the best. It's the best and only way any Bulldog fan should ever watch the game. I'm saying that bar none, hands down. Thank you, um, my three questions, and I, I did type them out so I would not forget. Um, <laughs> is the Keeley criticism fair or unfair? Are we overreacting? That's one. Ooh. Ooh. Um, two, how is that not a safety? Ooh. And okay. three, is did the CFP committee just show their – front runner lack of awareness of college football because you know it the reality was on the stage today and for the real people well, let's just call it vegas and the sharps they came in hard today it's like for those of us who really know the game we, there was no doubt that georgia was going to win this but the whole vanity of putting tennessee first way above georgia not that just above them two above them it's just, you know, it, it, it's, it feels like they lost respect from me and others. It's like, how do they have credibility after this? So with that, I'll, I'll sign off. Thank you. Uh, love the show, guys. All right. So first question, Roddy, is Keeley, yes. is the, the criticism towards Keeley warranted? Well, Kirby Smart was asked about that, and he, Kirby said, you know, let's, let's get the quote here. Yes, yeah, he's resilient. He's a competitor, you know. He texted me, I think it was Sunday morning, as we were getting ready for Tennessee this last Sunday. And he says, can I come see you? And Kirby said, what, you know, what's going on? He said, I want number 11. Number 11, hi. Kirby again. I'm like, well, that's not the game plan. That's not what we're doing. We're going to do it the way we think's best. I appreciate your energy, your enthusiasm. But we're going to put a plan together. We're going to ask you to execute it. And he bought into that. He practiced really hard this week. It's important for him to play well. He called out Jalen Hyatt. To Kirby, says I want number eleven. Uh, he played. He missed a couple tackles, but again, that happens to every cornerback. You know, sometimes out of position. But he made a huge play on a ball, a Willie Mays catch, and yes, so it's it's we'll do that against every in the two weeks in a row he got burned. Every guy in the NFL gets burned. Every cornerback gets burned. But do they keep picking on you? No. So I do think it's – and I'm one of the first ones. I'm like, what the hell are you doing, Keely Ringo? Damn it, that's stupid. You know, I'm one of those guys. But at the same time, it's like if you had to go out to that field today and pick a guy to be your – you know, you're, we're picking teams. I got first pick. I'm, I'm taking Jalen Carter. 
you got second pick, you know, who do you want? One of those first few picks is going to be, I want Keely Ringo because I'm going to take away one of your cornerbacks. And a guy who can – big physical guy who looks like an inside linebacker is going to take away the run. So, yeah. I think uh, I, so I can see both sides of where Aaron's coming from. You you took the side of defending Keeley, so I'll take – did you take the side of defending Keeley, I guess? I did. Not, okay, so I'll take the other side. Well, first off, for Keeley, he's playing man coverage most of the time, so you're going to get burnt. Exactly. They want, like it's it's – you're going to be – a lockdown corner, you're going to get burnt once or twice a game. It, it, it's just going to happen. The problem with Keeley, though, in this game was they were doing those little curl routes on him, and he just wasn't able to turn his hips fast enough and get back to, to tackle the guys. That was his problem this game. The Keeley concern, I don't think it's a huge concern. Uh, you know, I think he's going to be a first-round pick, corner. He's going to light up the combine. And again, he had a crazy interception that helped, you know, turn the tides of this ball game. Yeah. If he wasn't in position there, what if that's a touchdown? Right. I mean, he played that ball better than I think it was Tillman he was guarding right there. Yeah, and those guys uh, were fighting the whole way down there, and he was all and over. Tillman, and Tillman's a first-round wide receiver too, guys. So he has had 200 yards on Georgia last year? Yes, he is. And he's he's a he's a first-round wide receiver. And you go to any mock draft, he's a first-round wide receiver. And he locked him up for the most part. I'm curious to see what – you know, PFF gives him in terms of a coverage grade, because I think just from everything, it's going to be kind of low. Uh, just they kind of picked on him a little bit. Kamari Lasser had a great game. But again, are you really wanting to take like what's the what's the next step? You take Keely off the field? Hell no. Yeah. You know, so no, he's just, it's just a criticism. And I sure. Think, I think, you know, and, and, and I feel it. I feel it. Um, his second thing. Well, why wasn't it a safety that you'll never convince me there was not a safety? Yeah, that that uh, offensive lineman's leg was down one million. Body was down. Yeah, his, I mean, all the way up to his arm. Uh, damn, I forgot his third thing. What was his third thing? Third thing was about the committee. Oh yeah, what? Um, are, are they susceptible to you know the 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 who ha- the, the prettiest thing to come in and you know, pull into the garage? You know, it's uh, it looks like it. Right? It looks like it. I mean, okay, here, here's here's my thing, Roddy. Here's a question for you, a hypothetical. If Alabama was in Georgia's shoes this year, would they have moved Tennessee to number one and Alabama to number three? So that means uh, let's say that Tennessee had come down and uh, hosted Georgia and beat them for the first mm-hmm. time in forever, uh, probably, because they'd also had that – they dismantled LSU. They had pillaged uh, Kentucky. You hear what I thought was good. They've got the Florida thing. So, yeah, not they, they, they had them up there. So. But I think the idea was they're like they've got good wins. This was their their thing about uh, Tennessee, and it was such a gimme because they're like it doesn't matter. One's one's playing two or one's playing three or one's playing four. Wherever we put them in there, this is solved by next week. We got nothing to worry about. If Tennessee had won, they'd look like geniuses, right? You know. Yeah. But I mean, my my, win, my, like, my tweet went viral about how can you be the number one team and be an eight point underdog. Uh, Did you get 14 retweets? No, it had like seven uh, and th- well, close to a thousand likes, I think. So I know it's light work for you, but you know, for me, that's that's all right. Uh, Sean McNeil said he gave us $1.99 just for me to put this on the screen. You're an asshole. He said, uh, Is Will Levis still that guy? Sean, I think so. I think he's still a first round pick. So I mean, yeah. Would you say yeah, third round pick? I think he's still a first-round pick. 30th round? I, can't I think he might be the next Josh Allen, Sean. I don't know. Let's talk about it in two years from now. But uh, we appreciate – in all seriousness, Sean, we appreciate that. And uh, 
appreciate you giving us hell on that because let's get let's get Eddie in here to make fun of you. you. I want oh. Eddie. I want Eddie to just light your ass up. I just cracked the Roddy. I just cracked. Yeah, you do. There you go. There's your promo. I uh, appreciate that. Hey, and again, try that uh, Bustle Town vodka. They also make a resurgence rye. So if you like a uh, rye, they have it as well. But I'm telling you, uh, I, I drink way more vodka than I should. That stuff is smooth. Good. That's good. Goddamn, that's good. I'll, that's I'll really good. That next. Okay. I right, give us your thoughts, Eddie. Um, first of all, the Aussie foot. Have y'all talked about this yet? No. My goodness. I'm that it sounds silly. That was a game changer right there. That was the most incredible punt I've ever seen. And the player, I don't know who it was, was trying to chase the ball. He had nothing to do with it going out at the two. The ball just Nylon green, I believe. Yeah, it was nylon. Okay. Well, whatever. I mean, he was there trying to make the play. That was the most yeah. incredible punt I've ever seen. And to pin them back like that, and I'm sorry, but we overcame the refs tonight. The refs were atrocious. They were absolutely atrocious. And you guys touched on it a little bit. But why are you even using review at that point? If you're going to go back and look at the lineman who's down, and as he's going down, the ground causes the fumble inside <laughs> the goal line, okay, and then it bounces out. And you're still going to rule it. Oh, first, uh, fourth down on the one, they get to punt the ball. That was that was absolutely atrocious that they made that call. Okay, well, we should have hey, the, the ball. Don't lie. What happened right after that? Well, they punted the ball and we got it and scored. Is that right, what you but mean? that's what I'm saying. So it was like one throw, one and done. Roddy, it should have been two points. We get the ball and we. Oh, score. I agree. I'm just saying. I mean, universe, that, that's no. the universe. No, the ball don't lie. The ball don't lie. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. But but no, I, I get what you come from, Eddie. Because let's say Stetson goes out there and throws a pick right there. It's a yeah, whole different ball. Exactly. Game. That could exactly be part of the game. A punt. Exactly. I mean, that could have been a humongous call in the game. And I'm screaming at the TV. And they reviewed it for 30 minutes. I mean, what are you That's looking? That's they weren't going to overturn it. Huh? I said on the show, I'm like, this is taking way too long. They're they're looking for some reason to say we're not yeah. going to overturn it. Thinking to thinking to not overturn it or to overturn it. No, because it's taking so long, I'm like, they're not going to overturn this. They're going to say that uh, it's a fumble. Okay. You know, when it takes that long, they never. The Aussie foot, and I'm not going to belabor this. Secondly, the tackling on defense was unbelievable, guys. I mean, they kept stuff in front of them. And if you watch Hendon Hooker on this game, he was looking at his progressions. There's nobody open. And he goes underneath. And we just take it all day long, and they made tackle after tackle after tackle. This defense played lights out against this yep. team. That, that was unbelievable. That was a that was a dismantling of this team. Well, that was uh, when I wrote our column. My second question was, "What does Kirby have? What is he hiding? How, how's he going to attack this? Three over two on the edges, five man rush. They brought pressure. There was guys in coverage, but also I'm like." You got to see Georgia's linebackers. They love to pick guys apart underneath. You have to bring vertical pressure from inside, which we saw that with Jalen Carter, Tiraminger, Dawkins, Zion Lowe, Warren Brinson. Those guys brought pressure up the middle, which was great. They, they It affected the quarterback. Mm-hmm. And then your safety, I mean, your uh, linebackers dropped back vertically too because as we saw in the uh, film breakdown from Brent and uh, Dane, 
you, the middle of the field, just wide open all the time. And there's nobody there. And those slant routes, you know, are just, there's nothing there. So at least those guys drop back, made you have to throw over them through off, off speed. And then once, once they got a couple scores up, they're able to bring some real heat. I don't think we, and this is the same thing they did last year to him. They blitzed him on what, like, or pressured him like 50% of his dropbacks. Uh-huh. Uh, they were able to do that again without Nolan Smith. And then without Robert Beal. Now Robert Beal. So, so shout out right. to uh, uh, Tresman Marshall, that flip sack near a flip uh, play that he had. Leon Dawkins, Re- he played a good Leon game. Davis, Chaz Chambliss. Hey, I'm telling you, those he overthrows was. that Gary Danielson kept saying, oh, that's just that's just him being a little off. That's interior pressure that causes those overthrows. Yeah. They were busting up the oh, middle. Yeah. and They, and they, they had one on the edge. Right, Stackhouse hit him on one that he he threw deep, and Stackhouse hit him, causing him to overthrow it. I guess, yep. um, absolutely. But you know, it, they they had really good interior pressure, and then those exterior guys. I mean, it changed. Not to say Robert Beal didn't play a great game, but once Tresman and Davis had to fill in for him on that outside, they both got a sack. And not to say that you want to you you want to take Beal out because I think you you want to keep him in most plays. Mm-hmm. He does a great job sealing the edge for you. But when he did have to come out, those guys stepped up, and you know you're, you're down to. Well, that's partly also a scheme, but right. I love the fact that when they put Javon Bullard behind those guys as, as and disguised him back there, that was genius. Yeah. Again, as I said in my column, I hate to use the word Kirby's a defensive mastermind. It sounds like such a fanboy type thing, but I'm like, no, he they've got a plan for this. And Coach Donna told us on the Watch Along show they've been working on this since last year. Yeah. We asked Kirby about this Monday. We're like, have you been really been practicing for them? He's like, oh, we work, we work for everybody, you know. This sounds to me like he did the exact same thing that uh, they used to do against uh, uh, Georgia Tech. Yeah. You have one dedicated period where you work against a specific offense that gives you fits, and they, they've done it. They did it in the bye week. They did it in the offseason. They did it in the summer. They did it in the spring. They did it each week to be prepared for this, and they came up with a great plan. Now, can you execute it? That was my fear. I didn't think they could, but they absolutely executed it to a T. Did you hear him after the game, Roddy? Huh? Did you hear him after the game, uh, Kirby? No. He let it slip. He said, you know, we've been practicing this for these guys for two weeks now. He yeah. said that. It kind of not even – kind of Yeah, kind of throwing a shot at Florida, but also saying, yeah, we've been practicing against this, you know, offense for two weeks now. And it was like – I think Brent even tweeted something out. He was like, we heard that, Kirby. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a little uh, fruity and slip, if you will. Well, one more thing, guys. The second half, I get it. It was raining. We had a large lead and all this. But we didn't look good in the second half. And you know what? It didn't even freaking matter. We just mashed these guys in the mouth. And and, and Kirby just played into that. He's like, we're just going to run the ball. And, and you guys mentioned the running game. I don't understand the Kendall Milton thing. Because when he came out running in that first half, he was running angry like he was last week when he lost that fumble. He looked amazing. And it was like they just – they didn't want to hand him the ball later on. I didn't understand that. He, he, is, he is a really good running back, and they need to feed him the ball more. But, you know, Tennessee knew we were going to run the ball. So they just stacked the box and said, okay, we'll just stop this, make you punt. And that's all we did. And it was just a conservative second half. It didn't matter. It, we just beat the hell out of the number out of the number one team in the nation, guys. The number one team. Yeah. Wow. Where do they drop, Eddie? Before we let you go, we got some other folks on here. You can come back later on. But where where, where do they drop to? 
Well, I think it depends on how this Bama-LSU game turns out. Because if Bama wins, they're going to go to number three, I would think. And that would probably put Tennessee at four, maybe. Well, I don't know. T- TCU, man. Ben Buckman says five. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Maybe five. Maybe five. Well, you know what? Who gives a crap? Screw them. They, they had their nice national championship. And by the way, how did they – Let's 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 back off a little bit. You know, they didn't have Jamison Williams and Mechie tonight, so that's why Tennessee lost. So we'll give them a break, okay? Give them a break. <laughs> Damn. Damn. <laughs> Eddie's trolling and trolling. Yeah, he is. There Eddie, he is. Eddie, we appreciate it so much. Eddie, man. as always, man. Thank you so yeah. much, brother. Come Thank back on later once we once we get through the rest of everybody. Y'all, yeah. y'all need to follow you need to follow Eddie on Twitter. He's a riot yeah. there too. Uh, hey, how about this comment? Just a political from, hot takes you got to watch out for, though. From, from Uncle Sammy said, uh, Kirby has started sandbag, and I was pissed for him slowing down, but realized Kirby is protecting his staff and players from NFL scouts and other college athletic directors that are shopping for talent. <laughs> I mean, that's one way to look at it, Uncle Sam. I get it. You know? Kirby, Kirby knew he's like, look, we're, we're just going to, we have to run it into a nine man box. So be it. We're going to make, we're going to run to a nine man box drive. Yep. Then we're going to make them uh, – they won't be able to stop us on the next drive. That's going to take four minutes off the clock. You know, I mean, he had his plan. So He's like like, like Uncle Sam saying, we can't let everybody think Del McGee's too good. So let's yeah. run into a nine-man box and <laughs> let's keep switching these running backs on them too. Let's do that. Uh, yeah, I want to give a shout-out to Trey Trotter. He is the winner of our bottle of Fiddler bourbon. I don't have one. Trey. I, I drink mine out. Trey, send me your name and address to Roddy, R-A-D-I, at UGA Sports.com, and I will put, I'll send it over to the folks at ASW Distillery. Let them know that you are the winner of the bottle of, uh, winner of, the bottle of Fiddler Bourbon. Uh, I will, as we're doing the show here, we're going to bring on Junior Jones. I will start the next giveaway, and I'll put the um, entry form or entry link into the uh, comment section there. So you can click on it and go put your entry in for the next bottle of Fiddler Bourbon. So I can give a shout out there. Um, while you, uh, let's go ahead and bring in Junior. Hey, Junior, good to see you again. What's your thoughts on the hey. you see, I'm, I'm just mad that like, once you put the link in, then I can't even go to it because I gotta talk to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can get, you can get, you can get into it. You'll be all right. <laughs> No, but I'm, I'm gonna go to the link after I get off here, though. Okay, yeah. that'll work. But um, first thing I I gotta do is I I have apologies that I have to I um I've been wrong about things that I said last week. Dun dun dun. <laughs> so the first thing the first thing was um, I said that you know we depend too much on Brock Bowers, and that if they stop Brock, like a path, yeah. Yes, and I said if they stop Brock Bowers, then we have no offense. They proved us wrong today. They did. Yep. They we 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 moved the ball around to a lot of people, and we 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 were we made things happen without Brock today. That's what I'm gonna say. And then the second thing I have to apologize about is us tackling an open field. Because today is the best I've seen anybody ever tackle in open field. They they would catch the seven, eight-yard passes, but as soon as they catch it, 
they were on the ground. Right. Right. Yeah. So so we made those open field tackles. We got into the backfield and we were able to shut down the quarterback. And, and that was after that Florida game. I was mad about oh, you know, AR fifteen is just bouncing off of defenders, and I was like, we can't tackle in the in the backfield, and we got what five six sacks today. Yeah, six sacks. Six. Six sacks today? Like it, it's like, come on. So like they showed up and they proved me wrong. So I have so I have to come up and, and apologize for those two things. I have to. Well, you know what makes uh I'm just telling you this, uh Muscle Town Vodka takes that kind of crow taste out of your mouth. And makes it go down a little bit smoother there. Yep. Yeah, so so I so I got set us to start with, but I will say this is you hold a team that averages what six, seven touchdowns a game to one in garbage time. Because you listed exactly and that's when they scored in garbage time. But like, come on. And like the whole time. They were saying that, like, oh no, what can Georgia defense do? Georgia don't have the same defense. Georgia, da da da. Georgia this and Georgia that. I said that. Yeah, you did, Roddy. Yeah, you did. <laughs> so hey, I gotta eat my crow too. And yeah, I still don't think they were <laughs> last year's, but I was blown away by the plan they had for this. This was you outthought the offensive genius across the way from you, and, you and that's what it was. Trained your guys to get back. Georgia's up. Junior, tell me if I'm wrong. And uh, I see Dorley Gators is waiting. We have Ben and Aaron. Uh, we'll get Doris' thoughts too. Junior, I counted one play that Georgia was out of position, like a second down, and they uh, picked up like 11 yards on it because there wasn't somebody to catch the guy on the far, far hash towards Tennessee side. But that was the only time I saw them, as Kirby says, give a layup, you know, because lots of times they yes. catch teams out of position while they're trying. It's like, so many teams are working to get the right call in. They don't have a call in. And Kirby's like, okay, we're going to at least have one call in. Now we can change to something else. But this is what we're going to do. And they ran so fast and guys were lined up. There was only one play. And again, I could be wrong. Y'all let me know, Paul, but I saw You're one. wrong. That they were out of position. Right, how many times were they out? Uh, no, no. There, because I'm going to tell you like this. There was one time to where I was screaming at the TV. Get set. Why are you not set? Get set. Get set. Get set. And Tennessee hiked the ball, and we were not set. What was yeah, the result I mean, of the play? Yeah, what was, I think it wasn't a big play, though. It was, I don't think it was a big play. I think we got lucky. That but it true. was – But I'm just saying there was only one play that I saw that Georgia wasn't ready. They got 11 yards on it, and it wasn't – but against other teams, they just gashed them on that. And that 11-yard that 11 play – Turns into a 41-yard play. Yep. This is a team that, through the air, had 22 plays in eight games. I'm not bad. I'm not good at math, but that's almost three a game, in which the ball went yes. over 40 yards, 4-0. So three plays a game that's over 40 yards in the air. No, but we got lucky. But, but to Georgia's had two all year. 
But you're right. Georgia got lucky, and sometimes you need that, you know. No, 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 no. I'm no. lucky on some other plays. So. No, I'm saying, saying we got. I'm saying we got lucky in the sense of we all watch this game. We we both seen two, three overthrown passes. We seen two or three underthrown passes to Tennessee receivers when they were wide open. Yeah. So so but I'm you, not taking I'm not taking nothing from the defense. Overthrow it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm not taking nothing from the defense because the reason those passes were over or underthrown is because he had Jalen Carter right there in his face. <laughs> yeah. And so, so if Jalen Carter is sitting there looking at you, you're just going to chunk it. You have no other choice. You just got to throw it. You, so, you, throw like, you throw like Paul does. <laughs> Paul so I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not even saying that, like, you know, we just got lucky, lucky, but our DBs wasn't as good as our – as I hope and wish our DBs should have been. I got to disagree with that, man. You put a lot on your defensive backs tonight playing man coverage, and I think they held up to the test. Malachi had a hell of a game. Bullard had a hell of a game. Uh, no, Lassiter, no, they did. Lasseter had a hell of a game. Keeley got an interception in the end zone. Uh, Chris Smith was all over the field. I mean, I don't know how much more you could ask from the DBs. I think they played really well, so – but you know, everybody's got their opinions. You know, well, <laughs> Junior, that's how we that, have the show. Junior says we need to stop throwing to Brock Bauer. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't say we need to stop throwing to Brock. Like, I, I don't even know why we play him. I remember. Yeah. I, I didn't say that. All I was saying was I was scared that if they stop Brock, yeah. then we don't have another. Like we we don't have nothing else. They, if they stop Brock. Our offense is dead. That's what I was scared of. No, so not- they showed me today that you can stop Brock and we still have an offense. Yeah. Yep. That's what I was scared of. It wasn't me saying that we don't need to – like I was scared that we were going to Brock too much. I was just scared of the fact that Brock was so much part of our offense. Oh, you know what? One thing I'm going to say, the – um. The bomb to um, Smith, right? Do y'all remember that play? That yeah. bomb to Smith. Do y'all remember how it was set up? It was set up with a fake to Brock, also with a fake to the running back. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And you he kept it. Play action works? Yes. My thing is what Pissed me off is I've never I did not see that lineup the rest of the game. Uh, Arian got Be- back out there for that uh, third down pass. No, no, I'm not talking about Arian. I'm I'm talking about that bunch set. Cause it oh. was a bunch set to where we were bunched in, showing run. Had two different run plays set on it. And we never used it again. Well, that, we, we do notice that if something is doesn't work or something's working really well, Todd Munkin stops doing it. So, 
<laughs> Ken Feinberg asked to be Darnell. There was one in the end zone, and he dropped it. So I'm I'm saying like Monkey called a great play this game. He called a great play this game. But I wish we had that bunch set more times of that yeah, play. Yeah, I still like that wedge with the two tight ends and the wide receiver behind them and just throw into it or run into it. <clears throat> I'm and then another another thing, I don't know. So I'm gonna say like this: Robertson is my favorite running back that we have. I'm not saying he's the best running back that we need to use right now at this point, but when I whenever I look at the running backs and I look at them and I see potential, I think Robertson has the best potential as running backs. You're probably right, but um, but tonight he was. Got awful. Yeah. No, no. What I'm saying he is, me seeing me Robinson first quarter was scary. Yeah. I do not like to see Robinson in the first quarter. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, he's he's young and he fumbled the ball. I mean, what was you said six yards on five carries? Again, yeah, I that, they're nineteen. They're running into nineteen guys in the box. But man, that's just. That, that was that was it was hard to watch him out there. I was like, why they did it? Yeah, that, that's my thing. Junior, we appreciate you, my man. We got to get to the next guest though. We have yeah, to. Okay, yeah, like, yeah. You're waiting. I appreciate yeah, let's you. move on, on bro. Stick, stick right, around. Hey, come back around because we got yeah, we got like Aaron. He's coming. He's back in the line. So you yeah. do the same, man. But let's get Dora yeah, yeah, Lee yeah. Gators in here because I want to hear Dora Lee. Dora Lee, what's up? You adding him or I'm at? You got him? Okay, I'm adding him. Okay, if Dora's there. Well, I'm a lady. I'm not a man, first of all. I said that. You said I added him. I'm not a lady. I said I added them. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I graduated in 1972 from the University of Georgia. And I just think this game, this win right here was for Vince Dooley. And I'm just so proud of my Georgia Bulldogs tonight. One particular play that I wanted to point back to, Stetson, I think he underthrew a receiver. It was number eight, Dominique Wilkins. You remember he underthrew him? And Dominique Blaylock, yes. Yeah, Dominique Wilkins underthrew him, and he missed it. And uh, I just hated that for him because he's had such a journey to get that foot feeling good and get back out on the field and all that. Because he's when he gets the ball in his hands, he usually catches it. But he's a tough receiver. I love him. I remember when they recruited Dominique Wilkins and his daddy played at the university of the Atlanta Hawks. But uh, just a quick question on the game tonight, guys, as I was watching it with the weather and everything with the rain coming down, Roddy, did they, everybody have their umbrellas up and everything? With any, <laughs> Yo, I, what is this? What is this? I was, I was worried about the hitting, hitting Yo, in the face this, and everything man? with the umbrellas. Uh, no, the, there were a couple umbrellas, but there's mostly a lot of ponchos, you know. A lot of ponchos with a number eight uh, Dominic Wilkins jersey on it. Well, I hadn't seen the post game. Did Coach mention anything about Wilkins and him missing that catch? He did. He said the the, the, the Dominic was a little bit behind him. But, uh, okay. yeah, okay. it was. But, I, right. uh, Dora, I, I, I'm agreeing with you on the yeah. Vince Dooley thing. They, yeah. Uh, they let, they, 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 let uh, they put Vince to rest uh, they, on Thursday or Wednesday or Thursday. They drove him by the uh, Thursday. They drove him down Lumpkin Street, went by the stadium. He's uh, buried over in Coney Hill. They actually had to fly over for him with the missing man formation. 
uh, in the rain against the number one rated team, Coach Dooley had to be looking down with those great seats going, that's nothing. Them's my dogs there because they actually had defense, defensive struggle and special teams. The man preached defense. He preached special teams and he liked good scoring offense. That was a good win for him. Did, did, uh, did y'all get anything, any, any info on Nerion Smith's injury with his peck and everything? Is he out for the year? Uh, uh, Nolan Smith, yes. Nolan yeah. Smith is uh, he is out for the year. He's done. Okay, okay. Well, tell him I'm praying for him. Okay, I absolutely will do it. Y'all have Thank a good you very night. much. Take Thank care. you. That was that, man. I mean, if you're going to call in and troll like that, you got to commit to it, man. And that was <laughs> that was really, really well done. Uh, I, I, I couldn't hit the mute button. I was enjoying that. Dominique too much. Wilkins is back playing. Ain't playing football this time. Oh, yeah, the University of Atlanta. Field was icy today. University of Atlanta. Oh man, that was was good. Oh boy, (laughs) Junior's like, hey, I'm sweating after that. that. Oh my god, that was. was Give us your thoughts, man. First off, I'm actually going to wear Georgia stuff today. In large part, I just hate Tennessee fans. I've said this a million times. They're the worst fan base in collegiate athletics. So I'm just. First off, I'm going to celebrate that they ate the L and all their scumbag fans. Now, second, the game, I was um, – you guys talked earlier about Keeley Ringo and whether his performance, you know, some people say not good. I, th- I thought his performance was okay given the scheme. I, I first want to say that because what Georgia was doing was they were saying, we'll give you yards. We're not going to give you big plays and we're not going to give you touchdowns. And I thought yeah, Alabama no, no was like, you know what? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I look at it and say Alabama – they also ran a bunch of different zones and a bunch of different stuff, and they tried getting aggressive, and it bit them for a bunch of points. George said, we're going to play man coverage. We're going to give you some yards because we don't want you scoring a million points, and we're also going to run the ball. We're going to keep you off the field. They did yeah. both those things, and I thought that was the perfect game plan. I don't think you could have game plan much better than that, considering Hendon Hooker scored a touchdown in every game he's been at Tennessee in his last few at Virginia Tech. Didn't even score a touchdown today. I thought – given that this guy's a Heisman Trophy trophy front front runner, not scoring a touchdown in a game, I've never seen that before or in recent memory. So that's damn impressive to me. Um, Second, Stetson Bennett, this is one of his better games. He was efficient. Outside of uh, that one early throw to Darnell, I didn't see a bad throw or really hardly any bad reads. You mean the one Darnell hit him in the hands that he dropped? No, I'm talking about the first one, the first drive of the game, where he kind of tried to throw a pop pass. That that one that was the one I was referencing. Um, but the one thing I will say is Roddy was right weeks ago when I was on here about the offensive line because that's what I was panicking about. And I said if the offensive line plays like it did last year or what we all expected, they were going to win. Um, every they could win every game this year, and the offensive line stepped up. I thought outside of obviously running the ball in the second half, but the one thing was whenever Branson Robinson was in the game, you knew it was a run, and like ninety percent of the time it was a run up the middle. Never saw him in pass pro, I felt, all game. At least that's what it felt yeah. to me. Whenever he was on he the was. field, they handed it to him. I don't think he was. I don't think yeah. he went in for a pass play. Yeah, he wasn't because I think, especially with young backs, them in pass protection and them in those little things, especially a back like Branson, you're not going to throw the ball to him too much. And also the, the young backs typically aren't necessarily developed pass protectors yet. So you knew when he was on the field it was going to be a run play. So I think that was a big thing. Branson did not play well, but when he was on the field, you knew what the play was going to be. 
So I think that kind of hurt in the second half as well as the weather and just the approach. I think they, they only threw the ball, it felt like three or four times. So I'm not really worried about the second half, but overall the defense, that was maybe the best coached game by Kirby Smart defense given the offense. I, I think that was as good of a coach and game plan he's had. Um, yeah, I, I really don't think the players was going to give him one. Yeah, and also the pressure. People are talking. I remember listening to the media. And they were talking about Georgia only has 10 sacks. So how are they going to beat Hendon Hooker? Well, they got like, what, what was it, seven? Seven sacks? Six. Six. Yeah. I mean, six, that's more than half the amount of sacks they had the whole year going into the game. So that's that's a big thing for them, just to get the sacks and to get the explosive plays on offense. They had like two or three of their biggest offensive plays like all year. They totally changed the narrative against the number one team in the country. That's damn impressive. Yeah, 289 total yards for Tennessee. Be surprised to know when the last time they were held under 300. I don't – probably wouldn't be in the hype era, I would think. I mean, hell, the last year they had a wide receiver with 200 yards, so that's just by himself. So, yeah. I did know this uh, – they said at one point they were saying that Georgia had held uh, – you know, before they scored that, that last touchdown that Tennessee did – so this first time in the hypo era, they didn't have a, a touchdown through what, like three quarters or something. Definitely mm-hmm. the first half. So they never in the hypo era not had a touchdown in the first half. So the fact that they're sitting there with six, three of which you gave them, you know, with a fumble. So that was. I mean, this game could have gone so. This game could have gone so different. I mean, the fumble right there at the mm-hmm. beginning of the game, and then oh, Georgia's defense. Georgia's defense stops Tennessee, and then they you know, put up 14 in the first quarter, Hypo looked lost. I mean, his offensive lineman, like I said, Sanford Stadium accounted for 40 penalty yards today on procedure penalties. I mean, this yeah, game – Let's give credit to that, those guys. Yeah, absolutely. And it was raining. I, that that rain, like, kicked it into overdrive for them, I think, in the third quarter. They sounded even louder in the third quarter when it was raining because I think they all just said, screw it, we're, we're wet, we're a little buzzed still from the hangover, and let's just – you know, yeah. let's just do it. We're, we're not going, we're not leaving the game, right? We're just going to get wet and we're going to yell louder. Well, well they know you got to stay out there because that, that the momentum can change quick. Yeah. Paul, you know, it's the one shocking thing. If all the scores hold up right now, you have number, I'm trying to think number three, four, and five are all losing right now. Michigan is losing right now to really? Rutgers, about to be what? down to Rutgers at half. Clemson what? is uh, down 14 nothing at half. And Alabama's only mustered six points in Baton Rouge so far. They're down a point. Georgia, to me, and it's kind of crazy because I think if you nitpick about the Mizzou game and whatever you want to, Georgia's still clear right now the number one team, even though you would look and say most years this Georgia team. I know a lot of people have been like, oh, this week, this, you know, hasn't been good. This hasn't been good. But whenever they have to play a top team, they've been dominant or as good as you can expect. You couldn't have played a better game against Oregon. And honestly, given the offense and given all the conditions – and the injuries, I don't think you could have played too much better of a game than you did today. Maybe a couple small things. So Georgia, to me, right now, is kind of the clear number one team in a year, especially coming off what they had and at points in the season, what you've seen. They haven't been the best team, but they actually are. Ohio State looked awful against Northwestern today. Yeah, they did. And their offense has not played up to par. Georgia's defense looks like, when you look at Georgia, everyone says Georgia has a great defense. They look week in and week out like an elite defense outside of some small little moments here and there. Ohio State has had moments against bad teams where they have not scored. 
Notre Dame, they only scored like 20 points against um, today, only scored 21 points against a one-win team. That's awful. Like, Georgia's defense has been the most consistent unit of all of the top teams, in my opinion, because they haven't had a performance that's been like, that is just straight awful. Where Tennessee did not look great on offense at all today. And Georgia, their defense every week, I can say, they haven't had a terrible performance. The, the Mizzou game was a little scary, right? But other than that, I think – Kent State put up 22 on you. Uh, Kat Who was at the game. She said exactly. It wasn't too cold, so we just enjoyed the shower. Out. Yeah. That, that's exactly – I mean, that's exactly what uh, I think everybody did that was there. Uh, uh, Jalen Hyatt had this to say on the crowd. That sometimes the noise was effective. Sometimes we could not hear the snap or the play call from uh, Hendon Hooker. I give credit to the fans. That would probably be the biggest thing that got us today. He said sometimes. I think every play. Uh, I'm just saying, think about this. You had them – you had seven false starts. Seven. The number one thing that makes them effective is they get, you know, five, six, seven yards on first down. And they're looking at a, a second and three. They go fast. They take off. You know, they, they're able to convert third downs really easily. But the crowd put them behind the sticks seven times. And First Kirby and eight, second and twelve, you know, third and uh, eight. Though I mean, that's as that's as good as a sack. And, and Kirby knows seven of them. And Kirby knows Roddy. That's why he was so adamant about the the. Was it Sunday night or Monday that he put that tweet out? Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, hell, I think it might have been right out. Right Saturday night. Yeah, it was Friday. right after the Florida game. He so said yeah, and, and here's the thing. The reason he said that was he knows his defense is elite in long yardage situations. But when a team starts moving on them second and four, second and three, yeah. they're they're not they're not that good of a defense. But you hold them to third and nine, second and twelve. I mean, they're they are an elite defense. So Kirby I, knew that. He, I'm not he sure they were elite all year. I've been worried about them. No, they're, they're not. Play. But Look, they play two top ten teams and giving up sixteen points. I need to come around, man. Yeah, they're they're not elite in those short yardage situations, but yeah. the crowd was able to impact this game so much that they weren't in those short yardage situations. Then when they got in those short short yardage situations, oh, there's a false start. Boom, moving back five more yards. And I'll say this, Roddy, whether they're elite or not, which depending on how you want to look at it compared to previous defense or whatever, you can make whatever case you want. They've exceeded expectations for this season to me on defense. I, th I think they clearly have. So I think that's the one big takeaway is they're way better than I thought they would be because you replace that much. And those level of leaders like Nicobe Dean is like the ultimate intelligent linebacker. You're talking about a linebacker with high IQ as a leader, just replacing him, just making the calls is a massive, I mean, just losing that is huge. And then losing Jordan Davis changes. I mean, nobody, if he's on the field, you don't run the ball. I mean, he's at the NFL level where teams run the ball eight yards a carry when he's off the field and 2.5 when he's on the field at the NFL level. That's how good of a run defender that man is. So when you replace that and this is what your defense still looks like, it, it's just, it's downright scary to me that year in and year out Kirby can do this, which is why I, I agree with Roddy about the whole, I don't want to sound like, you know, I'm just loving the guy but like Kirby, but he is, to me, the best defensive coach in college football. I think yeah, that's clear. To he me. came up with a great plan. I, I agree 100%. So. And, he, and he's got great coaches around him, too. Muschamp, Schumann. I mean, those guys mm -hmm. aren't any slouches, you know. Uh, so he's got he's good guys. Great, great Scott had those guys playing. It's like, you know, and then Schumann loses, you know, one outside linebacker, and he, then he loses a second. And it's like, okay, 
I'm going to move two inside guys outside, give them a specific plan that I want them to run. And both of them brought it home and Tresman Marshall and Rion Davis. So uh, good job for both of those guys. I was very impressed. It was good to see. Uh, it was good to see Marvin Jones Jr. out there. I think he got held on a couple of plays, but um, it was good to see him out there. <laughs> Pretty much everyone he was on. <laughs> it kind of goes to what uh, Amari, uh, part of the family here, says. The defense next year will be elite. Yeah, you got a lot of these guys coming back. A lot of these guys coming back. Uh, and you know, it, it just goes to show you. But next week is next week a trap game? Have we brought that up yet? It's been brought up in the comment section there. Yeah, next we're gonna let go and bring on Jeremy. Next two weeks. <laughs> He's a good point. Next two weeks. Yeah. Kentucky might be a harder game than Mississippi State. They already beat Mississippi State. And they're an interesting know. team. Dude, if, if Tennessee can whip their ass, Georgia can. But you're right. It is uh, true. Attractive. And then we talk about how good Georgia is at home, but when they go on the road, they get that uh business trip mentality in. So. Seven o'clock game next week? Yeah. Oof. This post-game show is gonna be late. Yeah. All right. Uh, hey, let's bring on Jeremy Neighbors because he's got a kid there. So let's bring him. Uh, hey, Ben, we're going to let you go and bring on Jeremy. All right. I'll see you guys. You take care. Sure. Also, one last thing. Mm-hmm. If you guys find whoever made the Will Lavis comment at Paul, I will Venmo you 10 bucks. That was awesome. <laughs> Paul, you deserve it. That awful take. You bum. Sean McNeil, right. I think, is his name. Find him on Twitter. What's your burner account? Uh, and also, <laughs> just for Roddy, by Rogue, stuff works. There you go. Love it. Appreciate there it. There you go. All right, bro. Uh, hey, with that uh, recommendation from uh, Ben talking about the Rogue Shop, I do want to mention our friends at the Rogue Shop. You know, they're uh, what I put on my knee is their full spectrum salve, uh, S A L V E. From the Rogue Shop, it is a fantastic anti inflammatory. I love it. I use it. It has helped me a lot with my knee pains. Uh, if you have other pains, you can do the Delta 8 THC gummies. Those are fantastic. And, uh, I uh, was just thinking of, uh, let's add my, our friends from. Was that what you were just rubbing on your knee? Please tell yeah. me. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, it looked, it looked I went to the cool. gym before the uh, uh, watch along show. I went over there and did the thing where you, you, know, you stand your knees out, pull back. Yeah, I do yeah, all the yeah. circuit stuff. And my left knee, where I need to get a meniscus surgery, is absolutely killing me. But I was just making sure because it looked a little awkward on camera. So I'm glad that that. Yeah, because you can't see it. Well, it's, it's all right, so yeah. tiny, man, because I got that. Okay, I'm glad. Hey, hey, you do you, baby. You do you. you know? I do want to mention the, you know, for people that have a hard time sleeping, the, the best thing that we've heard from the Rogue Shop people or people who are patrons who use them, they love this, you know, the CBD gummies, you know, the Delta, excuse me, the THC gummies, the Delta 8s, the Delta 9s. Those are fun. People have a great time with those. And I always warn people, uh, when you get one, take a quarter of one, take a half of one, wait 20, 30 minutes, see what happens. Don't pop a whole one in your mouth. Don't take one of the suckers and just trust me on that. So uh, also the, but what I got up on the screen here are the sleep gummies. Okay. These are fantastic because we have a lot of people who have a hard time sleeping. This will help you sleep. They have the blackberry lemon. Uh, they're very, really, really popular. You can get them in different sizes, uh, big bottle, small bottle. But all the reviews that we've had from the people at UGA Sports have tried this, and they, they are on our uh, North Carolina site, our Texas site, a ton of our sites. One of the most popular items reviewed nonstop is the sleep gummy. So if you have a hard time sleeping or if you're in pain, they got you covered. Pain, sleep, or just want to have fun, Check out the, our friends at the Rogue Shop. Use promo code BULLDOGS10 to get 10% off of your next order. 
let them know that you heard about them on the post game over reaction show. Let's bring in Jeremy Neighbors. Jeremy, who's that with you? This is uh, my bonus son. He's hanging out with me tonight. Baby boy's asleep, so he, he wanted to come check out the show too. So, what's up, man? Getting into. <laughs> uh, oh yeah! Before I get into post game over reaction, guys, man, I had to throw it out there, man. Got to represent <laughs> the seven six, man. Had to had nice. to get the Gator hater, man. Oh, nice. just just the perk. I know uh, they that ordered that shirt on a Friday. They had it to me by the next Thursday. So, I mean, awesome. that's as, I think that's about as well as you could hope for not having, I don't know, Amazon Prime or whatever people like to have now. Uh, uh, yeah, everyone thinks it's Amazon Prime, but it's not. It's, you got to take your time and get your stuff. <laughs> uh, and yeah, as far as this game, man, everything, you know, like I told you, you know, I'm from Tennessee. So I was just, I was just eating up every minute of it because I had to, not all, not my family and friends, they kind of kept it clean, but just seeing some of the other friends I got back home were just letting me hear about it all week. And I stayed quiet. I had this, this quiet confidence all week long. And the the boys, man, they delivered everything I wanted to see and more. Uh, and I'll tell you, if I, I, I will say, if I had to give a downgrade, I would say, you know, I'd give the offense a grade A first half, second half. I'd, I'd really severely downgrade. I thought, I know they were, I feel like they just wanted to sit on the lead. Uh, and I knew the defense was playing great. Defense, you know, defense, I give the defense an A. But I feel like they got a little too conservative for my liking, even with the rain. And like uh, Ben Ben kind of pointed it out, man, every time Robinson was in there, they, I mean, that just telegraphed what was coming. You know, the, they started stacking the box, and they were right there waiting for him. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with that. The – Roddy and I differ on the opinion on the second half offense, I think a little bit, but I think I said this at halftime. I did a little Twitter spaces with Dane. I said, look, I, I literally said Kirby's up big. When he gets the ball in the second half, it's going to be a completely different offense. I wish I would have recorded it because <laughs> Roddy doesn't believe anything I do, but I said it. And, sure and the thing is, it was a completely different offense. Kirby had a lead. And he went into the locker room and said, all right, Munkin, you got your lead. Now just get me home. You know, why don't you stick with, I mean, no, I, don't think that, is, I don't think that was it. That I, offense that, is crushing it. I think it was because the first, you got one drive in the third quarter. Okay. It, that drive, you drove, you took you eight minutes and 44 seconds. You got three points out of it. But that minute, I mean, at the end of that, they had a drive. You had a drive. There's a minute and five seconds left in the third quarter. In the third quarter, you're about to go to the fourth. If it, if it had been a two minute, three minute drive, you'd have seen the same offense. But once, once you get to that point and you go up uh, twenty four to six, like, okay, now you got to do a. We're, you know, we have a three uh, score lead here. You bring it. You know. Yeah, I mean, so to to end off the half, Jeremy. You had a 12-play, 78-yard drive, which we have not discussed yet, Jeremy, the time management on that uh, because Stetson was fiery about That's not what getting I wanted to, Yeah, I thought that, I was wondering if y'all had gotten into that. Like, what did y'all think of that uh, that clock management there at the end of the first half, man? I was – see, I'm taking the approach of, of just knowing how dangerous their offense has been. I don't want to just put my foot on their neck. I want to cut the head off and shoot them twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, he, yeah. he lives in uh, Tennessee country. I get it. <laughs> what 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 was up with that, Roddy? I don't know. To me, and I said it was dumb. Um, and then people said, "Well, 
if he had had more time, then, you know, that third down that was incomplete uh, wouldn't have been a, you know, it would still been fourth down. He'd have kicked it anyway. I'm like, that's not my point. The fact that much earlier in the drive, you could have been more efficient and have gotten a first down somewhere else that he could have had more shots into the end zone. You know, you didn't have time. Just a couple runs there. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna run the ball, then why you lost 12 seconds on one play and like uh, 10 seconds on another? At least, at you least. Know, I mean, like, he told the offense to slow down. He was t- he was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I think it had 20. It felt like points. he was playing for a field goal or, or, or just one shot into the end zone. You know, and I'm like, come on, man. You, yeah. And w- how bad would it have messed with their psyche to go in with you know Georgia scored another one, another touchdown? So, and again, I thought they when Georgia got their uh, fumble. You know, uh, the fumble recovery right before they gave it back, that could have ended it. Then they had the fourth down that they had the, you know, the pass interference call on, uh, or excuse me, the face mask on the sack. Yeah. It's like there's so many body blows that would have just broken Tennessee, but you let them stick around. I mean, you, you killed them, but it's just, you, to Jeremy's point, you could have killed them early. You could have cut the head off with a shovel, you know, buried the body in the backyard. It'd have been done. It's like a bad snake. So. I was going to say, I don't think the final score was not indicative of how much, you know, Georgia owned them today. No. And, you know, I just lost my train of thought here. But I thought uh, – I just completely went blank here. Sorry. <laughs> it's uh, all right. I do it all the time. It's uh, fine. Man, uh, Kid brain. You know, I had COVID a couple of years ago. I actually still get that foggy brain every once in a while. <laughs> but, uh, I'm blaming it's all that. Oh, uh but I'll tell you, man, all the sports media can kiss my white butt, man. All those little backhanded compliments they were giving Georgia all week. Yeah, their offense can score, but they can't really go deep on you. Their defense is good, but they haven't really played anybody. Hey, can you find that anonymous quote from that coach that everybody made such a big deal about, Paul? Yeah. Yeah, let me see I'm, I'm sure it's on our board somewhere. Hey, yeah. Screw that guy. <laughs> oh yeah, George George's missing William Poole. That, that was and you can run you can run past their corners. Yeah, I didn't see anybody running past George's corners. Oh, Don't get me wrong, I was worried about that, but that's uh And I tell you, you know, I guess it, it's really not important now. But I thought I thought ten, they refs were letting Tennessee, or they or they were getting George on some of these ticky tack penalties, man, like stuff that I thought they would, you know, might otherwise let go. Like some of these holding calls, I thought were very questionable. Yeah, uh, some of those were bad. But then, then yeah, they, you saw the guy right. holding on to Lad McConkey's uh, jersey as he was running down the field. And like, then oh, the the, burn, uh, the pass with Arian Smith, the dude got a hold of him, and they didn't throw anything. If I remember right. Yeah, it was. It was. He had his he had his shoulder uh, taken yeah. off of him. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't Lad McConkey, it was Aaron Smith. You could, I mean, tight there. Then geez, the number of times that uh, Barbara Jones Jr. was held and uh, Terry Ingram Dawkins was held a lot there. I found the quote, by the way. Okay, uh, give it to us. Quote, I, this was from an anonymous coach. I wonder who it was, but I don't know. Uh, it says, quote, I won't be surprised if Tennessee scores 50. Georgia's front is average. Their back end is below average. They really miss William Poole. I don't think their corners are special. The Ringo kid, he doesn't run nearly as well as you'd expect. The others are just okay. They're going to run right by those corners. So this goes back, Roddy, to what I remember you saying about the Clemson game last year, the opener. You think I was like, you wonder if our defense took this a little personally, how they, you know, that say a quote like that, for instance. Oh, Tennessee's going to score a minimum of 30 on these guys. And I, I thought that too. I thought my goal was me to try to get Tennessee to punt four to five times today. 
answer back and hold them to roughly 27 to 30 points because I think Georgia can score more than that. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, kind of like you said, like you think the defense took that personally, all this, all, uh, everybody projecting them to score 30, 40 yeah, absolutely. yeah, absolutely did. I actually said this uh, – um, I can't even remember. I don't want – I did a lot of radio this week because everybody wanted to talk about it. a lot of national people reached out. Like, hey, let's talk to you. And one of them, they're like, what do you think? Is gonna be? What, give us a score prediction. I'm like, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know who's going to win because I don't know who's going to win the turnover battle. And they said, well, you need 40 or 50 points to win this game. And I'm like, probably 40. You know, I'm thinking somebody needs to hit six touchdowns or five touchdowns and a field goal or something, at least 38. But I said, you know what will probably happen? What'll probably happen is both these defenses are hearing how both teams are going to score 50 and everybody everybody's expecting, you know, this crazy shootout. It'll probably be a 13 to 17 game, you know, because that's what we saw. That's what it was Clemson. You mentioned Clemson last year, and everyone's thinking it's going to be 37 to, you know, 35, stuff, something like that. What, 10-3 or whatever it was? 10-7 is just not even close. So if you disrespect both defenses nonstop like that, they're they're gonna come out. I mean, they're they have social media. They see it. So I'm thinking that uh, Adonis coach is probably Shane Beamer. <laughs> Karen, yeah. Moses, Karen Moses said, what if Kirby was the anonymous coach? I had a couple of buddies text me that after the game. Too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, literally, my, my best friend texts me after the game. Let, let's see what he – I'll read it. I'll read he, it word for word. He probably Sam Pitt and said, hey, Sam, tell the son of a bitch of this. He said, do you guys think Kirby was the ESPN's, quote, anonymous coach who said – uh, Georgia was going to average, uh, or Tennessee was going to average and hang 50. That's funny. <laughs> All right, guys. Hey, I'm going to hop off here so y'all can get somebody else on here with y'all. Uh, hopefully I catch up with y'all next week. That's a, like you said, I'm worried about next weekend's game. Uh, we'll trap know, game, maybe we'll trap. I, I, I kind of think so, especially coming off this big, this big of a win. Uh, you know, but I think it's, I think it's almost a similar Playing, I think you just you got to get those guys behind the sticks next weekend. Yep. Mm-hmm. One thousand percent. And your corners better be on their game because they throw it a million times. I appreciate it, Jeremy. All right, guys. All right, see you, little man. <laughs> oh, there's a big yawn. <laughs> junior, Junior, appreciate the ten dollars, man. He said he's got to go watch the World Series. Be back tomorrow. We appreciate you as always, man. Thank you, Junior. Uh, right now, Mississippi State, uh, twenty-four to six at halftime against the. Uh, Cadillac Williams led Auburn Tigers. Uh, it's going to be a, what, what about what about the cluster that is Texas A and M? Boy, three and six, lost five straight. Eh? Come on, Jesus. Uh, James Crump says the national media is blaming the rain for the Tennessee loss. Oh boy, <laughs> oh, James, boy. you tell us some of the bitches. It, it rains everywhere, not just yeah. in Georgia. Yeah. That's um, pathetic. I love it. Dog 85. I heard someone on TV say that Tennessee would score 50 with 500 yards plus. Yeah, man. I mean, I think everybody on UGA Sports had it relatively high in terms of points on the score yeah. predictions. I had 38, 34, 35. Yeah. I mean, uh, 27, 13. I don't know if anybody saw that coming. And I thought you would have to score at least 30, 35 to win this game. Uh, and My thought was you're going to have to score, you know, because. I started thinking in terms of drives, you know, just sitting next to coach and talking to other coaches and they look at the game and not who had a hundred yard rusher, who had a you know hundred yard receiver, like the, all the fans do, you know, how many bombs did you throw? They're like, how far did we get on that drive? What, how did it affect the game? What did it do for field possession? You know, and they compare my drives to your drives. 
and I thought that Georgia needs to score on four out of five drives, and if you can hold them to only scoring on three out of five, you know, mm-hmm. then basically sixty percent. You got to score on eighty percent of yours and sixty percent of theirs. Granted, that would work for anybody. That's tough, but that's just how I thought that it would. You would need to do it because I really thought they were going to score on four out of five drives. So I'm like, man, if you could just get one, one out of five, there you stop them extra, you know, then yeah. and you go up you push harder than you can get them, you know, but I didn't realize that the crowd was just going to absolutely wreck them. So that's a, that was impressive. Miss Mary embroidery says somebody told me A&M was going to be in the playoff. <coughs> Desmond Howard. Jesus. Well, Hey, you know, you, you can't hook your wagon to De- Destin, uh, to Desmond Howard. Nick, no, you can't hook to Nick Chubb. I know. But that's the guy that said it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so. Foster Moss, hope those boosters kept those receipts down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Thirty Boy, million dollars, and you went three and six. They might not make a bowl game. Oh, let me look at the schedule. The thing is with uh, Texas A and M is that I think their buyout for Jimbo is eighty-six million. Roddy, eighty-six yeah, they, million. He's not going anywhere. They're gonna keep paying him. Uh, what did Coach Dunn have in his cup today during the watch party? He was on it today. He was. He was focused in, man. He was yelling. He's going crazy. Uh, frustrated. Was like, why will they run? So sets and Bennett runs for your first touchdown, then doesn't run it the rest of the game. And when you're bringing in Branson Robinson, he's banging his head against that defensive front, you know, with nine yeah. guys in the box. And Stets is doing a rollout, and there's nobody even walking with him at all. It's like, look, look let him keep it just one time. He'll still he'd still be running. He'd be Forrest Gump running down Millage Avenue right now with a ball. So. But uh, here's the crazy thing. Coach Donner doesn't drink. Neither do I. It's crazy. we got one thing in common. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, Texas A&M, they have Auburn, UMass, and then they end with LSU. They have to win all three of those games to be bowl eligible now. <laughs> I don't <laughs> They win the next two. Yeah, they win the next two, and they lose to, they lose to LSU. To and not be LSU would love to keep them from a bowl game. Yeah. Absolutely love it. Yeah. Where are all the Where are all the Tennessee fans? I figured we'd have like a bunch of them on here. I mean, you know, that would be if you couldn't you couldn't swing a dead cat for hitting them last week. Yeah, Trevor says uh, UT fans are scattering like roaches. Yeah, man, I I haven't seen one in this chat. Are they? Who who turned on the light? Ah, man, transfer portal Texas money sign M. Well, hey, Amari, I want to point out the fact that I'm talking to people at Georgia when. Texas A&M signed that thirty million dollar class. I'm like, what's going on? They said, look, we're gonna get, you know, we're gonna get some of these guys on the rebound because they're gonna go there. And they're not gonna like it. So yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you you convince these kids to come to College Station, and you're like, hey, we have a midnight party we do for football. Come look at it one night, and they go to that midnight Aggie yell thing. I mean, I would leave instantly. What is this? What are we doing here? This is cult like. Uh, get me out of here. Uh, Michael Fowler says those T-shirts from 1998 are going back in the closet <laughs> as we speak. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's 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 tough. Tennessee. It's tough. Who does Tennessee have left? I mean, I'm guessing they're going to go undefeated. Uh, right? South Carolina, Vandy, and Missouri. They're going to go undefeated the rest of the way. Yeah, Missouri, South Carolina, and Vandy. So, so hey. Man. They'll go uh, eleven and one. That's a fantastic year for them. Yeah, yeah. 
might be able to backdoor into a really good game, maybe into the playoffs. If a bunch of people lose ahead of them. Here's the thing for Georgia, though, is that, I mean, this was such a big game because a lot of folks were upset, right, that uh, when Georgia fans were rooting for Tennessee to beat Alabama because Tennessee is in the East. And yeah. so, you know, you, if if Tennessee were to beat Georgia, then Tennessee would have to lose two more SEC games uh, to break that tiebreaker and Georgia go to the SEC championship. Meanwhile, now – uh, Georgia would have to lose to Mississippi State and Kentucky to not go to the SEC championship game. So they can clinch next week. Yep, Phenomenal. next week is you're playing for the SEC East title, get back in Atlanta. So win that one, you're yeah. back in. So Yeah, so next week uh, your season – What's missing can, from Kirby's resume? Yeah, and I mean also that can be something to kind of get the team going too, to get them pumped up. To, uh, I mean because this, this game right here is taking all your adrenaline, right? You yeah. go out on that field. You've been focusing on it for a year. Yeah, man. I mean, and, and you just played Florida, too. So, I mean, you're playing back-to-back -back big rivals. Everybody's talking about how Tennessee's going to whoop your ass. And you come out there, and 93,000 fans are making it to where you can't hear yourself think. And they're all rooting you on. And now you've got to bounce back, though, Roddy, and go to Mississippi State, which this hunky, weird-ass offense is going to try to, you know, dot you for three to five yards everywhere. But if you're Kirby, say, hey, look, guys, we win this, we're – Going to the dome again? Or yeah. they don't, is it the dome? No, it's not the dome. The bins. They have a dome, though. Whatever. Yeah, it is a dome. But so I guess you're going. So that's it. But um, I mean, the I, I don't want to say Kirby's missing it, but for a guy who's won a national title and played for another, I think he only has one SEC title. Ooh. Well, yeah, he didn't have beat Auburn. You know. So he's won the East a bunch of times, but, you know, lost uh, to LSU, lost Alabama in the SEC title game. Yeah, so, so you're right. National championship in 21, SEC championship in 2017, four SEC Eastern divisions, 2017, 18, 19, and 21, but only one time uh, winner of the SEC. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I don't want to say it's missing from his resume. It is, but for a guy who's been in that game a bunch of times, and I'm looking at the West right now. We've had some people asking who's going to win the rest. I, I don't know, but I'm, I don't think Georgia's scared of anybody over there. I think if they got Alabama, they'd beat the beat them again. I think LSU, they can beat them. Ole Miss, maybe. Ole Miss is weird, you know. But I don't know. They, what they got it? pants, so I don't know. Is I'm tell us in the comments who's going to win the West, guys. I don't know. I'm assuming Ole Miss is playing today. Let's see. Uh, and I would be assuming wrong. They have this week off, and then ooh, so they got an off week, and then Bama's coming to them next week for three thirty, huh? That, that helps you out if you're Ole Miss. Uh, they've always kind of wet the bed though when it comes to big games, they but do. but they're much better at home. So they are very good at home. Clemson right now, Roddy, uh, scoreless <laughs> against Notre Dame, 14-0, third quarter, six minutes left. That could be really interesting. Well, hold on. And they still have – oh, my – oh, Roddy. Hold on. Don't look at the stats. I'm going to – they have they have not put in the backup yet at Clemson, the Cade kid, the five-star. They still have DJU in. Guess how many yards he's thrown for. It's uh, six minutes left in the third. 125. 49, brother. 10 of 14 for 49. I, I was going as low as I thought I could go. I thought, <laughs> you, were, I thought you were trolling me. You know, they had nothing. Wow. Like three quarters, 50, you know, 50 yards a quarter at least. Dear God. DJ, you, man, fall from grace. Whew. 
You were on Dr. Pepper commercials last year, bro. Now you're throwing for 50 yards in three quarters. Uh, Jay Brooks says, so Bama gets two road games back-to-back. They do, man. They do. They're going to be – uh, they're, they're no longer the favorite in the SEC, man. They, the office has moved on. Yeah, so so Dane posted this, and I'm curious your thoughts. Uh, has Georgia started its dynasty run yet? He said that after today's game, you know, it is now a dynasty. To me, a dynasty it is when you have multiple titles. Okay. But you are at least – you're no longer the, the flash in the pan, which is what a lot of people thought in Kirby's second year. So go 2017, yeah. you play for the title, you lose at the end there, and then you lose in 2018, you don't get there. 2019, you make it, nothing nothing happens. You know, 2020, you don't even get to the uh, um, SEC championship game. So it's, it's starting to go down. And people are like, ah, and you, not, people weren't really complaining, but they're like, you know, you went from title game – to SEC championship game, to SEC championship game blowout, to not even being in the SEC championship game, boom, title. So uh, you've played for two titles. Now you're going to be – in other words, if you're back in the playoffs, you're here, and you have – you're not doing it with – like this Tennessee team is a very uh, senior-laden team, a lot of older yeah. guys out there. What we are seeing at Georgia is you're winning these teams. You rebuilt this defense. You got – I lost all that talent we talked about earlier in the show uh, and a bunch of transfers. All those guys are gone, but you're rebuilding with a Malachi Starks and Michael uh, Williams, you know, Marvin Jones Jr. You know, we haven't even seen the two five-star cornerbacks that George has got over there. We haven't seen Dalen ever do what he can do. Nylon Green hasn't really played a whole lot. You've got – Slim guys, Singletary. Yeah, I was saying Jaheim Singletary and um, – what can I think of the other one? Uh, Julio. Julio Hunter. Yeah. Yeah, Julio Humphrey. So, point being, uh, you've got some great offensive linemen that are backing you up. You're bringing in some top wide receivers. Dylan Bell's playing as a true freshman. Uh, you've got three five star wide uh, quarterbacks on the roster. You know, so or, well, two and then uh, you no know, four star guy. Point being, you're set to have this continued success. So, to me, you're a content uh, annual contender, but not a dynasty. Get two titles, you're a dynasty. Three titles, you're a dynasty. That to me, that, that, that's my point. It's a dynasty, but he's got a point where yeah. you're starting to intimidate the crap out of other teams, and that was that's exactly what. Yeah, that's exactly what Derek so, Walker said. He said to Dane, you you nut up. You know, you walk out there, you're like, shit, it's Georgia. Kind of yeah. like some Georgia fans were kind of worried about Tennessee. You're like, man, that I don't how I don't know how to stop them. Right now, you're thinking, I don't know how to stop Brock Bowers. I don't know how to stop Denzel Washington. I don't know how to stop that run game. Oh, at least we can score. And I'm, no, we can't. This is the second. This team has given up the few second fewest points of any team in the country. Uh, well, they're not good on special teams. Crap, they're really good on special teams. <laughs> so it's, they're starting to feel like you don't have a weakness, and it's not a flash in the pan. Does everybody think that Tennessee is going to be this good next year without Hinton Hooker? I mean, they're bringing in that quarterback they paid like nine million. But I mean, he's a true freshman. Do you think he can do all this? Maybe he can. No. Maybe no, it's a I good don't. system. But point being, uh, LSU with that 2019 team that just killed everybody. What was it? One two years later, the coach is gone, and, and they they had you know was, uh, the wheels came off. So sometimes you can get a great am- amalgamation of talent that kicks everybody's ass, but it's still kind of a 
flash in the pan. Even though you win a title, they're not LSU wasn't a dynasty, even though they had all those first round picks and all that talent. They had five guys going the first round on offense. Unreal. Yeah. The point being, they're not a dynasty. That two years later they had to get a new coach. So I think this team is built to last. And all that crazy, crazy stadium, all those people screaming, all that attention. Guess who watched that? With seats down front. Right here. Dog for life. Recruits had to love it. 21 five-star guys, depending mm-hmm. on what ranking service you look at. Number one running back, number one cornerback, number one safety, number one outside linebacker, number one inside linebacker, number two inside linebacker. Just go down the list. It's nuts. Samuel and Pimba, one of the last guys in the top ten in the rivals rankings who is not committed. He's sitting there watching that defensive play and he's looking like, hey, their guy's injured at my position. I could go out there right now and help out. Come on, man. Michael Fowler says, we're living in a world where opposing defenses are concerned about Lad McConkey. He's right, though. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, who would have thought? <laughs> who would have thought? Did you see that post-game handshake? Oh, yeah, when he pulled that girl in? Yeah. What the hell? Curry's yeah. so geeked up. I think he cussed, too. I yeah. I mean, awesome. I – I think it was one of those things where they looked down on Georgia, right? Yeah. And the college football playoff did. And Georgia, Kirby Smart sitting there like, guys, we won the national title. We haven't lost. We beat this really good Oregon team. And now not only did we drop from first, but we dropped behind Ohio State too. And yeah. we're third. And we've now got number one Tennessee coming to our stadium. Man, that was rude. And Kirby it was Smart. rude, but but also, I don't know if you could have given Kirby Smart any more ammunition than what you did with that, because mm-hmm. you know he told the players these guys don't think you're real. They they think you're a flash in the pan, like you said. Tennessee's the hot new girl in town. You guys are overrated. They got you at three. You guys thought you were number one all throughout the week, and it just sparked it. And they come out again. To those watching that were at the game, you guys changed the game. I mean, we I think they had to turn down the stadium noise just so you could hear Gary Danielson at times. Uh, it was extremely I'm sure loud. The truck going, uh, we got we got because you got field mics set up, yeah. Know, oh, yeah, pick up the ambient uh stuff, and we had to turn that down, yeah. You know, it, it, it was it was a huge advantage to have this game played at home. I mean, I don't know if it would have been different at Neyland, I'm sure it was. You know, it, it would have, but, uh, you know, that's why yeah, you have all starts. Yeah. That's why you have home and away. Just so yeah. happens this year it was uh home for Georgia. Yeah. So, but you, we saw this, uh, remember like after the second, no, after week three, I remember seeing national people say it's Georgia and no one else is close. You know, like my top four are Georgia, yeah. Georgia, 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 and Georgia's second column, team. Yeah. yeah. My column that week was slow your roll. This is, this is too – folks, this is ridiculous, you know. Can you say and, it now, though? Well, that's, that's just what I was going to get to. And then they had the, what, the Kent State game, <laughs> give up 22 points, and then you struggled in Missouri. And I'm like, I told you, sons of bitches, you know. But now I'm like, okay, I the, – the defense that I was worried about then, because, again, I hadn't really played anybody, and – I was worried about it going into the day. I'm like, wow, you got to have some faith in this defense. These cats are like, and getting getting uh, Jalen Carter back. Jalen Carter. Oh man, two forced two forced fumbles today. 
two four almost four old at uh, eighty eight. Pressure, dude. I mean, if you were worried about, he taught a lot of scouts. If you're worried about me, because I had a you know hurt his foot on the first play of the Oregon game, then he had the MCL sprain. Stuff like that can make you drop in the draft. You know, he's like, look, I'm throwing these Tennessee guys around. What about what he about, went way outside and went against their left tackle? I mean, it's going to be their right tackle, who's going to be an NFL draftee, and just drove his ass into the backfield. What about all those people that said Jalen Carter was going to just sit on the sidelines for the rest of the year and prepare for the NFL draft? Yeah, because there's dumbasses. That, <laughs> um, here's the thing. If that was going to happen, do you not think we would have reported it? Right, and that'd be the. I mean, you would break that news instantly. Do do we ever not do? Do we hold back bad news from the Georgia fans? No. And I spent a good part of Friday trip running down rumors on uh, uh, about a, a bunch of Georgia guys in the secondary having the flu. Yeah, but I had to check on it, and if they had, we'd have told people. You know, I told people to, in my, in our notes yesterday. I'm like Marius Mims and uh, Xavier Truss. They're banged up, you know, and limited. Sure enough, everyone today is acting like, oh, Devin Willick's the left guard. There's some news. I'm like, that's not news. It's not news, but but I think he uh I think he just Tom Brady that left guard position from Drew Bledsoe. Yeah, he just took that thing away. Look at this comment right here from Dirty Kinneed. Tennessee is the hot girl that doesn't tell you she has dentures until it's too late. Then you find out during the victory lap. Dear God. <laughs> that's terrible. I hope that's never happened to you, brother. Because that would be that would be a uh, a rude awakening there. Folks are saying you're in rare. What did you say? Apparently, you said something a minute ago. You're in rare form. You're uncensored. I don't know what you said. Probably highs. I'm, I'm probably been cussing too much. I apologize for that, folks. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like this one. I look forward to what we're hearing, regardless, because probably as much as a tax on it. Sometimes they have good news. It just happens to be that you know last you're right, one. Players are out for the year, and uh, what? I think, yeah, we, like we told everybody. I mean, we could have not told people that Noah Smith was done for the year, but we did. What's up? So, uh, are we are we going to see Ad Mitchell back? Uh, I don't think so. It's starting I to look that way, for, right? I expected him for Florida. Yeah, and now I can't get a good read on what's really holding him back. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know either, and and. It's one of those things where, I mean, shoot, if if he was anywhere near ready to go, this would probably be the game you would want to play him in, yeah. I would think. But, I mean, hey, what he brought to Georgia was the deep threat, because Georgia hadn't been doing it, and acrobatic crazy catches. You saw a deep threat from Arian Smith. Arian Smith is healthy. And you had an acrobatic catch from uh, Rosemary Jackson. Yep. And all of a sudden, when Marcus Rosemary Jackson plays well, you know, and he's out there at the Z or the X, wherever you're lining him up, Lad McConkey plays better. I, I feel like oh, Lad yeah. needs that uh, yes. security. Like that. Oh, yes. When yes. Lad, when AD's out there, Lad McConkey just kills it. You know, yep. he either pulls away somebody or something about it, but the guy that said Georgia, uh, uh, teams are now fearing uh, Lad McConkey. Yes, when Lad's on, he he's tough to defend. But now I'm thinking. I mentioned this on the Watch Long Show. If you guys were listening to CBS, you might have missed it. A few weeks ago, they brought Marcus Rosemary Jackson out to talk to the media. They bring out one or two players on Monday. A couple, well, 
two or three on Monday, one uh, two on Tuesday, and two on Wednesday. And this was a Monday thing, and they had him out there. And all the questions to him were about how much do you like downfield blocking because he had, had a whole lot of catches. You know, I was going to say, that, had he had a catch this year? I, I don't know, but they brought him out because Marcus is a you know is an absolute Georgia guy, loves the team, and uh, we finally got to talk to him. But nobody could really ask him about big catches or stuff like that. So every time we'd seen him out there. He's throwing blocks, and he's like, "Yeah, I absolutely love laying guys out, you know." And if Brock Bowers runs, you know, behind me, and I'm driving the safety down the field, that makes my day. He was a consummate professional about it. But today, that little tote, remember, he was giving us all those flashes going into that Florida game, you know, that he broke his foot on with the uh, same yeah. play that Stetson Bennett got hurt because yeah. we thought, "Here's the next George Pickens." That's how we were kind of talking about him. But now, all of a sudden, the last two weeks. You know the, 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 that middle that catch in the middle of the field last week against Florida. This this toe touch thing now all of a sudden Marcus Rosemary Jackson is working his way into you know wide receiver one. So okay, and then that takes pressure off Lad McConkey. Then Lad plays lights out. So I'm thinking For, as much as we've been pulling our hair out about uh, Ad Mitchell, if he can't come back, and I, I, I feel bad because I said has Rosemary Jackson caught a pass. He's caught a pass in every game this year. He's got 15 receptions for 192 yards. So, uh, plus today, so 17, 18 for 212 and a touchdown. So, there we go. Good for him. Uh, Derek Walker says, oh, you, my bad. Derek Walker. Says, uh, how do we clean up the turnovers today? Not happy to start with a fumble. Glad our D held Tennessee to three to start. Yeah, I mean – I don't know if you can just clean that up, you know, what, hold on to the ball with two hands. I mean, Look where he's holding it. Yeah. That, that Dejon Edwards one was, was bad. Branson's I think had a little bit to do with, he, he had a helmet just hit right on it, but it also was wet. Ball was super wet right about yeah. then. But Branson, uh, there was no excuse for his. No, no. But I'm just hey, saying. Derek, it, it is coached. It's three points of contact. Get your yeah. hand over the nose of the ball, tuck it in tight. You know, and he was rolling it. I mean, he didn't wasn't doing the hold hand thing where guys you saw guys doing that in the late nineties. You know, running with the ball, Dion thing, wasn't it? Exactly, like as a potato or something. You know, uh, <laughs> but no, you put your hand over it, you tuck it in tight, ball on the outside. You know, towards the outside of the field. You know, out, outside arm, and he just had it to the outside. It was away from his body. So, but you're taught not to do that. So. You can. It's just like uh, we gave Broderick Jones or was a Warren McClendon when he could have jumped on a fumble last week. We're like, well, you know, what happened on that fumble? Uh, just kind of, you know, you're taught how to cover a ball up on a fumble. You're taught how to protect the ball to keep it from getting out of bounds or to be stripped away. Yep. But the coaches can't do it for you, so you can just teach it, teach it, teach it. You know, I have to get a little maybe a tattoo right here. Three points of contact. You know. Uh. Uh, updates on some scores here for you guys. 14 to 9, LSU up on Alabama, two minutes and 30 seconds to go in the third quarter. End of the third quarter, Notre Dame 14, Clemson 0. Looks like, you know, for all intents and purposes, Clemson's now out of it. Uh, Michigan up 21 17 against Rutgers in the third Clemson quarter. Come back. You know that. Uh, let's see. Oh, hold on. He's doubled up his passing yards. He's now at 78. DJU is, so maybe so. Um, Dog for Life says, will they redshirt AD? I, 
I'll take this one. I, I don't know. I don't think so. I think he's an NFL guy, so I, I don't know if the red shirt really matters, right? Yeah, uh, but I can tell you, having going to the camp every year, going to the combine every year, and talking to scouts, now it would be bad for him to miss the entire year. You know, after a, I know they didn't do the tightrope surgery that brought back uh, uh, Arian Smith so quick, um, but basically his tape. You know, because they, they draft you based on potential, not what you've well, he's done. Only he's only a sophomore right now. He's got another year. Okay. Then, yeah. So you got another year. It doesn't matter. I I think he's gone after next really year. Whether you, no, no, he, he's a true sophomore. He's okay. a true sophomore. So, I mean, he's he's. I think he's gone after next year anyway. Whether you redshirt him, he's a redshirt sophomore, he's a junior. So, I don't know if that really matters too much. I would rather you not redshirt him because maybe there's a hope that you can continue to play him. Uh, yeah. But. Well, hey, he can still play in three more games before you have to look. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> UGA broke to AG. Yeah. <laughs> you got yeah. it, Yeah. For real, though. She might be right. UGA broke DJU, man. Way back. So what's the playoffs looking like, guys? You guys are in here. What are the playoffs? Give me the top four teams. Uh, George is in there. Michigan and Ohio State, one of them's got to go, Roddy, right? They've got to play each other. Yeah. So, and then they're in the same division. Right up, nobody cares. Yeah. So one of them, uh, TCU's got two really tough uh, road games against Texas and Baylor. If they come out uh, unscathed, I would imagine they're uh, the fourth in there. Um, and maybe, oh Jesus, do you? I mean Tennessee. That's what I was saying. Tennessee gonna be right back in it. Again, they will have one loss. 11 wins with uh, and just the fact that you beat Alabama. I don't care if Alabama loses a couple more. Oh, shit. Notre Dame well, just did it. Scored again? Yep. Yeah, Clemson's done. Clemson's out. No, there's – hey, they're going to come back. <laughs> it's 21 to nothing. It worked a second ago. Let's see if they <laughs> – see if I can jinx them again. Um, let's see. Michael Fowler says uh, UGA one, OSU two, three TCU, and four is Roddy's five inch inseam shorts on tonight's watch along show. You had the short shorts on tonight, Rod. I have one style of shorts, they're not five <laughs> inches, they're seven. <laughs> oh, George on tap. I mean, I can't help it. George on tap says Oregon question mark, dude. That's a good that's a that might be a good pick. That might be a good pick. Think about it. If they're, if they're the Pac-12 champions with one loss, they're in. And and I know this sounds crazy, guys. Listen to me. Bo Nix going to New York for the Heisman too. They were talking about him for the Heisman today. I know that. I know it sounds crazy. But you can't beat my five-inch inseam shorts. Yeah. <laughs> I if you ever wore some five-inch, I mean, I wore seven-inch inseam. Five-inch is just. No, dude, I've got huge thighs, man. That would be disgusting for me even being fives. So I do wear sevens. Yeah, that's too close. Hey, but Michael, <laughs> hey, Michael Fowler's got me though. Yeah, you say you got it, you flaunt it. Respect, Roddy. <laughs> uh, hot blooded. Elio Joe says, "What's the best bar in Athens to watch the SEC championship game at? Um, whichever one you can get into." Be, oh, dude, I mean, uh, go to Academia, and not just because they're yeah. a sponsor. There's just a ton of room out there. Yeah, I mean, if you're trying to go to downtown Athens, uh, maybe the Georgia Theater, because there's actually some seats in there. The yeah. rest of them, you're just going to stand up and be miserable and have 18-year-olds 
flopping on you. So you know, what kills me is for a lot of these places they'll have the game on, but they'll have like uh, serious music on, you know, yeah, like some dance thing. You're like, can we get the game on? Dude, this is a bar, man. Yeah. And so your best chance is definitely academia. If you want to stay downtown though, Joe, uh, I would probably recommend Georgia theater. So. Righty, what else you, you got? Know, he, he has the globe. <laughs> oh yeah. That's the phenom unit says there. Globe. Is that still around? Yeah, man. Come on. They just reopened. Oh, my bad. Ms. Mary says, uh, Oregon, Ohio, UGA, Tennessee. That would be a fun thing. And you might have to go through Tennessee again. But the point being, it's a, uh, the reason I said Tennessee, 11 and one with you've beaten Alabama, you've beaten Florida, you know, your one loss is to the team that's ranked number one in the country. They're going to have as good a, uh, just like Alabama got in without having to play in the uh, title game. Yeah. But hey, and Miss Mary's uh, thing there—you've already beat two of the three teams, so you're yeah. definitely going to line up against one of those two. Ryan Harris says, "I wouldn't mind 18-year-olds." He also said earlier that his gummy was kicking in from uh, Rogue Shop. So, hey, Ryan, Ryan's going out. Ryan's getting a little wild. Uh, yeah, we have one of these. Uh, see these 50 milligram ones from Rogue Shop. Oh, Roddy, Roddy, you got you got work to do tonight. I'm just letting you know. No, that's why I got Jason Butt doing all the editing. Oh boy, here we go. Now nah, I can't do one of the 50s tonight. I, I was I gonna say, yeah, chill out, brother. I got 30. Now, 30. There you go. There you go. And I got my victory cigar from uh Cohiba. So we're gonna have a good time. And Kenneth says uh Bo Nix thinks he wants another shot at Oregon. Yeah, that was kind of wild. He came out and said that. I don't know if you want that, brother. It would be different. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Jeff Hightoff says, "Hit that fifty, Roddy." Go ahead. <laughs> no, come on. Hey, again, folks, if you ever, if you're going to do something with a rogue shop, a half one. Yeah. If it's your first time, do a quarter of a one. Then we're getting up to a half, and it's not like a shot. Okay, it's mm -hmm. like you chew it up, and you're like, "Oh, why am I not high yet?" Give it time. It's got to work its way through. So I love that uh, two of our three sponsors are alcohol and THC. As well, uh, down down the uh, Georgia defense, Malachi Starks leading the way with ten tackles. Keely Ringo and Bullard both had seven apiece, with Bullard getting two sacks and credited for a pass breakup. Ringo had the interception, obviously. Behind them, Kamari Lasseter. Damn, four, five of your top six tacklers are defensive backs in this game. Oh, it's like somebody made that comment earlier that they had thirty three tackles. Yeah, I don't know who could have said that. Hey, I see we got Cody in the waiting area there. Let's, you want to bring on Cody, Tony Wills. Hey, Cody, get your hair get your hair done, man. Get your hair straight. <laughs> yeah, I see you, Mike. Let's bring on uh, Cody, Tony Wilson with the – I love the hair, man. Give us your thoughts. Man, um, I haven't uh, been able to catch the beginning of the uh, stream, but really I don't know if anybody's mentioned this. I think this was a huge game for Lad to uh, get his confidence back and uh, – especially on the uh, deep balls, you know, because it's been a lot of screens and dink and dunk to him. And so for him to be able to make some more explosive plays and, and we could really use his confidence back, especially while AD's out, but especially when AD comes back to compliment him. Um, I don't know. I don't want to gripe and complain after we just put off a huge win, but I would have liked to see the play calling a little different. In the second half, I mean, we weren't afraid to throw against Florida in the second half. I don't know what the deal was with that. Maybe it was the rain. Um, but <clears throat> overall, man, it was, I was pumped. Um, 
I would love to run the score up on them. I got family in Tennessee. Talk crap to them. <laughs> say, hey, say, my wife's uh, my wife's side of the family. She's got two uncles up there, and uh, uh, one of their kids was actually at the game. So her, I guess her cousin. Uh, yeah, they. I don't hear from them a whole lot, but this week. Yeah. Dude, like, hey, look, yeah. Uncle Dan's texting me about, hey, what do you think about the game? I'm like, oh, hey, Uncle Dan, I haven't seen you yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, I like what Kirby said at the end of the uh, CBS thing. I, I just watched the highlight show on that, and then they said how it mentioned how he said uh, we didn't get anybody from the transfer portal this year. Just kind of throwing shots at the rest of the college football world, you know. It's, <laughs> yeah, so um, and I watched the press conference. Um. They said that Robert Bill might have a, a neck injury and he's going in for x-rays. But um, He does have a neck injury. I was told uh, during the game, uh, Cody, um, right towards the end there, that he does have a neck injury, but he's supposed to be fine. So, okay. But, hey, we were also told that the uh, peck injury for uh, Nolan Smith last week was not terrible. That was yeah. from somebody in, in who's in the know said, yeah, but he's not going to come back. But it's not terrible. Well, okay. And now here's Kirby, Kirby Smart thing, because Kirby says, you know, all these guys they could have gone back in if needed. You know, a guy yeah. decapitated, and Kirby's like he's day to day. Yeah. Uh, this is a. <laughs> We've been hearing about that about Ad Mitchell since the second game of the season. I'm like, yeah. Man, you well, he's separate. He said, oh yeah, he could have gone back in. I'm like, oh well, he's been out nine weeks, coach. <laughs> but yeah. but to your point. Uh, uh, the last I heard, this was again. We, we break more injury news or injury updates than anybody else. This was from a very good source, and I was told that hey, you know, he's got a neck injury, but he's fine. But to your point, you, you don't take chances with stuff like that. You know, you look at the like uh, Cedric Washington, you know, who had the neck injuries. You go do the MRI, you go do the X-rays and stuff like that to be sure there isn't an issue there. So yeah. Yeah, because I think as the season goes on, we're gonna we're gonna need him. We're gonna need everybody. You know, I I, I don't mind the whole. Yeah, it's nice to have somebody on the team like Will Anderson pumping up all the sacks, but at the same time, it makes it a lot easier for teams to game plan against that one person when you have pressure coming from all over the place. And you know, for everything that's been made out about the lack of sacks all season, I just knew we were waiting for a breakthrough game. I really liked how we got after the quarterback. I knew the numbers weren't there, but. I mean, these dudes have been running for their life all year long. And, you know, we had we had some five stars out there today watching that game that, uh, you know, might decide they want to come rush the quarterback at Georgia, too, after seeing how we got after him today. And I just I just love that. I, I hope we're hearing some news on that soon. I I love the recruiting, man. Hey, Samuel yeah. Impimba? Impimba. Yeah. Hey, Sam M. That guy, that guy, I think Georgia leads for him. I haven't put in my future cast yet, but he's been up here a lot. He's got a decision coming before long, and you got to think that he's watching. I mean, think about it, the way they put those guys at the uh, right where the tunnel comes out. I mean, right where the team comes out. So they're looking down. They see the team come out in the smoke. They see him break the big G. You know, they they hear that crowd's going nuts. They hear them introduced as the reigning national champions, and they watch the fan base just go absolutely berserk. To draw uh, Tennessee off, you know, not offside, but you know, false starts seven different yeah. times, man. That that's just that's nuts. So I'm I'm with you there. Yeah, I think I think I think that there couldn't have been a better game, a better outcome 
to have this this historic no, recruitment right. visits. I mean, you know that, and that that's not something they're going to talk about on TV. But that's something I'm going to be thinking about because, uh, man, you know, if we just continue to rebuild like this, and I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but you know, I've I'm 29, and ever since I was a freshman in high school, I've watched uh, I've watched um, uh, Alabama in their run. And I don't just want to do something like that. I want to. I want to erase that from history. What Georgia's going to do, and I, I feel like I feel like they got a good chance, you know, and to do that because it, it's looking like it's looking like we can really do do something in the playoff this year. If we were able to shut down that offense, I don't have no no worries about. Come on, girl. I don't have no worries about uh, um, Ohio State if they even make it. The way they struggle today, nobody knows. And uh, yeah. hold on, my bad. No, I mean, I get you're on TV and all, all these girls called you. I get it. it yeah. You know, they're all over, and they're like, "Oh, he's so cute." They're on it. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I got it. She, she's the, she's the one that uh that been paying for me to go to the uh, Georgia games and stuff. So we got to keep her on the team. You know, I'm driving her crazy. I've been driving her crazy with my fandom, but uh, you you better go do your duty, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> you off. yeah. Was, she she just left, so uh, she'll be all right for a few minutes. Oh, but um, that's why he missed the first part of the show. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. We had to celebrate. Um, no, uh, yeah, man. I think it was a great game. Um, man, I would have loved. I just know. I know. I almost. I know Kirby don't care about individual awards but i do because i'm a fan and uh but it's like he's just almost against it. it's like man Stetson had over 200 in the first half let him at least put some let him get back in his heisman talk while they're talking about it you know just let him let him throw a couple more arian dropping that ball you know i'm glad he made it back we're gonna need him especially if he develops but just let just let him let him get a few more yards and touchdowns and make the win look a little prettier you know Hey, uh, you just got hit. Up. <laughs> Michael Fowler says uh, you just got hit up with the uh, you up text, bro. So <laughs> hope your night goes great, bro. But no, you're exactly right. You're exactly right with that, man. I don't think that I think and Stetson was a little upset with Kirby throughout the game. I don't know if you guys noticed that or not. Uh, and Kirby was upset with Stetson throughout the game. And they were kind of going back and forth, jawing back and forth. But first person Kirby went to right after the game was Stetson hug his neck. So, uh, you know, it's, it's a football. But they were going back and forth a kind of couple plays, man. He's tough on his stars. You remember the, the leaked audio. If you go to our YouTube page, we got that leaked audio where basically a Tennessee fan was – Kirby gets on the headset during practice and he's just yelling at everybody. It comes out over the PA system over the practice fields. Well, if you go to the uh, – uh, if you're over at Stegman, you can hear it. You know, if you're over the Rankin Center, you can hear it. If you're on, if you're walking the track at, uh, you know, uh, Millage, you can uh, on Lumpkin Street. Excuse me, Specktown Track. You can hear him. So they recorded him absolutely blistering Keely Ringo. You know, so, yeah, I saw that when y'all posted it. Yeah, I got so, when y'all post when y'all post something, I get a notification. I was like, oh man, man. Actually, that that alone had me nervous. Yeah, yeah exactly. I think y'all got the best job in the world. Kirby's man. in the fetal position. He's, I, he's freaking out. But but to your point, it's uh, he, he doesn't do he doesn't go in for the original. He likes those uh, uh, individual awards, but he doesn't he doesn't really push for Heisman or stuff like that. He just wants to win because he knows all that stuff comes with it. You know, he's had right. two. Georgia never had a Buckus Award winner. He's had two. 
you know, just because, hey, you played for a national championship. You, you won one. Those guys, those, the awards come to that stuff. If you're winning, uh, winning playoff games, the uh, Heisman Trophy talk comes with it. The uh, uh, Ray Guy Award talk comes with it. The, um, what is it, the Offensive Line uh, Moore Award? The Joe Moore, Jim Moore Award, yeah. Yeah, so stuff like yeah, right. that. So he pushes it, but I do want to get to your, your first thought about the um, the offense in the second half. I, I expect them to be. You said you know at least they were throwing in the second half and just kind of running it up on Florida. Well, yeah, he wants to do that, you know. But I'm sure yeah. he has against this team. But I think the idea was okay. You've got a you know two score lead. Let's get a three score lead. You they got the ball first. You stopped them after five. They, they had a drive went took five minutes, went nowhere, or at least didn't nothing happened to it. Then they Georgia gets the ball, has an eight minute forty four second drive. They get three points out of it. Now you're you're it's a three score game. He's looking at their next drive, going, we can start milking the clock here, okay? But if we throw it, and this is a team that's been picked off a couple times, or we make a mistake through the air, if we give them an if we turn the ball over again. They can they can score in one play, so I think yeah. that they went ultra conservative in the second half, mainly because of how the first two drives gave them the option of going conservative in the fourth quarter. Because you had a nine minute drive that just sucked all the life out of the third quarter. It's like, okay, can you score on us three times in one quarter? Possibly, but we're going to make you use your timeouts on one drive, and all we got to do is break out one of these runs, and they've been running well. And of course, hey, give uh, Hypo a lot of credit. He knew what he he sees it too. He's like, okay, uh, we got to go nine in the box, and they did. Right. So yeah, and that was another thing. If they would if they would have got some if they would have got a first down running, you know, I would I wouldn't have had no complaints. Pat Edwards numbers and McIntosh, and and I was glad to see Milton back in, and and that was what I was thinking the whole game too. You know that. He's just uh, he's just wanting to get out of there because that offense is explosive, and I was tense the whole time, just even even while we were up, because I knew, you know, just a couple big plays, you know, they when they were having the long drives, I wasn't nervous. I knew we were going to get the stops and get off the field because that's not really their mo. When they score, they score quick. But you know, anytime we had the ball, I was wanting, yeah, I was wanting to hold on to it or, or get in the end zone. But I know you just yeah. want to you want to rub their nose in it. I get it. I'm with you. A uh, shout out to Chuck Ward says, uh, "How many procedure penalties did the crowd cause?" I think there were eight pre-snap penalties. One was a legal, uh, yeah. legal formation, which I don't give the I don't blame that on the crowd, but there were seven false starts. Yep, and seven that, false starts. Yeah, so yeah. if you had nine total with a okay. kitch, 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 catch interference, and like you said, the illegal formation. Yeah, illegal formation. One guy wasn't on the line, but. Uh, Cody, when you got a team that's uh, used to being able to run the ball quickly and all of a sudden the flag goes up, you know, because you, you snap the ball too early, Georgia can get a call in, you know. Yeah. So not only does that move them from second and two to second and seven, now they're behind the sticks, you've also had time to make your adjustments, make a call. So each one of those stops the stops that speed. It's, it's – it's, uh, a spoke in the tire, I mean, a wheel in the spoke, I mean, not spoke, a uh, stick in the spokes of your tire. You keep dropping that stick in there, and the, oh crap, you got to take it out, stop and take it out, and it slows them down. So, you know, a little uh, 
uh, sugar in the gas tank, you know, they're going to start sputtering because each one of those was huge. So I thought it was a, I saw some national people talking about, because you, like you said, when you heard the audio from Kirby, it's like, oh shit, now I'm worried. Because Kirby yeah. Kirby is ripping Keely Ringo one. Like, you know, we can't give him layups and you're freaking out. Yeah. And the first thing Kirby does, he doesn't sound like the number one head coach in the country. He's like, we need the fans to come out and help us. Please come out and be loud. It's like, oh, he is spooked. He's terrified of this offense. Masterstroke. Seven yeah. penalties. Because it worked against uh, – he saw how effective it could be against Arkansas. And folks want to talk about how loud uh, Georgia is. That's usually – it's not known as one of the loudest stadiums in the nation. But it is now. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It didn't have that reputation of LSU at night. It didn't have that reputation of Neyland Stadium. You know – it didn't have the reputation of kickoff at uh, Williams Bryce with their stupid sandstorm thing. But right now, <laughs> the team, the last thing you want to do is play in Sanford Stadium. You do not want to be there. Right. How do y'all think we fare on these two road games? You think we stay locked in and, and uh, make it ugly? I mean, everybody we beat had pretty good success against Mississippi, Mississippi State and Kentucky. So, I mean – if there's a game to pass some stats and get Carson Beck some reps, I think I think I yeah. think that could very well happen. Mississippi State's going to be a, a weird one, just because you're coming off of two really big. I mean, Florida Georgia is always crazy, so players get hyped up for that, and then they're super hyped up for this one. Now you've got to get hyped up again to go on the road and play at seven o'clock in Mississippi. That's going to be, you know, that's the tough one for me. After that, okay. Kentucky, yeah, Kentucky, I think is fine. Uh, Georgia Tech. Yeah, so I think Mississippi State is the no respect for Tech. I, I think Mississippi State is the one that you have to watch out for. Seven o'clock in Starkville, you know, it, it changes up their whole routine. They haven't, you know, had to play night games, so now they've got to change yeah. up their whole routine, move it back. You're also moved back another hour because you're out west. So that's the one that kind of spooks me a little bit, especially after today with that big ruckus crowd, and you got to get back up and go at it again in a week against a offense that loves to pass the ball for three to five yard. Oh, God, I'm getting, I'm getting hammered in the comments right now. I said Florida-Georgia. Dear Lord, Georgia-Florida game, guys. My bad. Boy. <laughs> okay, let me kick you out of the thing here. Get a, get a <laughs> Ten-minute timeout. Uh, quick note on that. Uh, I, I, what did I say a minute ago? I said Clemson's going to come back because I jinxed him once before. It was 14 nothing. I think Clemson's going to come back, and then all of a sudden uh, Notre Dame scored. I said, let's do it again. 28 nothing. Hey, oh, Clemson's going to come back. <laughs> hey, even if Georgia would have lost, I think if LSU pulls it off tonight with how Ohio State played and Clemson's probably about to blow it, I think that would have helped Georgia in the long run. I'm glad it didn't come to that, and I didn't think it was going to come to that. I really just like the matchup all across the board. And I, I like the same thing with Mississippi State, just – our physicality is going to overwhelm them. But I uh, I got Aaron Murray's autograph at the UGA bookstore at the Vanderbilt game. And uh, nice. the first thing I told him is I said, uh, Will Rogers didn't deserve your record. <laughs> and he laughed. And he's like, fuck no, that Deacon dunk shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, I will say Aaron Murray has this uh, uh, kind of Mr. Perfect uh, look about him. Yeah, he's he's a card man. He's a card. He 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 is a competitor. 
and uh, he, he can get loud. So I, I like the guy. He's really good. Raj. Where do y'all rank him all time on, on the UGA quarterback list? Man, um, didn't he have the most wins of anybody? Yeah. I think him or David Green. I think – I think I don't know. David Green had – because his first season was a losing season. Yeah. So – David Green might, but I know I know he's got all the other SEC records still to this day. So, or a lot of them besides the completions. Look, the fact that he got up after getting his being killed at Auburn, he'll always be in my top three quarterbacks in Georgia of all time. Yeah, yeah, he's probably top three. He's a, he's a, so, he's a bad, bad man. Do we put Stetson over him? I knew that already. Was I know I knew that was coming. I knew it was. I knew that was the next question. I knew no, it was. It's a good question, though. I know, I know, but I knew it was coming. I literally, I knew what you were setting. And he's me up. a fighter too, but you know, and this is a guy I disrespect. But I mean, you can't. There's no replacement for that number of yards, that number of touchdowns, that I mean, that, those number three hundred yard games. Didn't he? Four hundred yard game. I mean, the guy was just phenomenal. If you and if he'd had some good defenses, God knows what could have happened. And um, yeah, he and he wasn't doing it behind this offensive line. He doesn't. He didn't have a, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, no. that offensive line boy back in the day. Lord have mercy. Was that Stacy Cyril's line? I don't know. No, I, I don't. It's, I, I think he had. I did. I did. I know he you. Yeah, Wolf friend. Wolf friend. Oh yeah. Well, well Miss Mary says David Green's always hers. Well, that's Green's a monster. Green, yeah. I mean, I don't know. If Stetson wins another nas- national uh, title. That's true. No, there's, there's no question that. after that. Yeah. There's no question I mean, he, after that. He might, he might be the number one quarterback ever at Georgia. He gets two, ta- two natties. Hey, Derek Walker's got it. Joe Cox. Derek Walker's definitely got it. Joe Cox, number one. Yeah. Good <laughs> God. Oh, it's a tight one between Joe Cox and Hudson Mason, man. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> No, hey. Two follow-up acts. Beat out Zach Mettenberg. Zach Mettenberg, I mean, we got Grayson Lambert, number two. Yeah. Grayson Lambert Grayson still holds the uh, NCAA record for most completions in the game against South Carolina. Uh, or, no, completion percentage. No, South Carolina. Why? 27 to 28 against South Carolina. Okay. Oh, I remember that. I forgot all about that. Yeah. He did something. Nuts. Right, now, Michael, you joke about Joe T3, and I will tell you, to this day, I'm still bummed that Joe Terry and Georgia couldn't win against Florida with Joe T in there. Because if he then won, I would have had my first Sports Illustrated cover shot. So, to this day, I'm still hurting. Oh, man. Yeah, Duval's got my back. Grayson in his Furrier's career. That was the game. Yeah. Yeah. His career ended when he says, yeah, I'll probably do this for another couple of years. And then all the recruits said, well, if we're going to have a coaching change in two years, screw that. I'm not coming there. So he hung his – he's such a smart mouth, he cut his own throat. Yep. Chris Contrell says, uh, did y'all hear what Kirby said about the portal? Yes. Yeah. That was a good point. I, I, you say it was like trolling the other teams, but – I think you're just talking about how much these Georgia fans loved it. And one of the, one of the things I got, and it, it, I didn't want to put too much stock into it, Cody, because I was told this team is focused. They're dialed in. Well, 
I was told this team was focused and dialed in before LSU 2019 when they got killed, you know, going to there. So you can be focused <laughs> and dialed in and get your ass handed to you. But one, it was kind of a throwaway line to the person I was talking to. And they said, this team loves to play in front of this crowd. They love to play at home. Yeah. They love to defend the home thing. Well, of course, everybody does. Like, say, who doesn't, right? Like saying you like ice cream. Well, of course. I mean, but when you look at the fact that you did have a – Georgia lost, what, eight, nine, 13 different guys to the transfer portal, but you still – you had no room to take anybody else because even though you lost that many – and, again, that's over two, three, four years, you know, guys to the transfer portal – you still didn't have any room left on the roster to bring a guy in, maybe one or two if you gray-shirted somebody. But they didn't need to go to the transfer portal and bring anybody in. The only team in the country that didn't bring anybody in the transfer portal. Now, that's going to change next year. But uh, this very you, – you wonder about the temperament of your team. You wonder about how much your team uh, plays for each other. What is their headspace? Remember last year they talked about all the skull sessions? And you saw yeah. guys play unselfishly even though they were NFL guys who – and a lot of these NFL guys want to get their numbers up, you know, because if you can get your sack numbers up, if you can get your tackle numbers up, if you can get whatever, that helps you when it comes to the draft. It equates to a dollar increase in what in your earnings. But when those guys played unselfishly, when you saw Devontae Wyatt and Jordan Davis pass on the NFL to come back last year, that was huge. So they played like a unit. The, you know, offense will come off. The defensive guys are up there pounding on them. Good job, good job, good job. Defense gets a takeaway. The, the second string uh, wide receivers are the ones who are putting the uh, spike pads on, you know, Chris Smith. That was a team that just, you know, they took on everybody. When they when they lost to uh, Alabama, they weren't pointing fingers and, you know, bitting each other out. You lost a lot of those guys. So you're like, what is the temperament of this team? This team's still tight, and they do have some good leaders. And the guy who who got them psyched up, who had them screaming and going crazy in the locker room today, Nolan Smith. So, yep. yeah, yeah, I like I saw, they showed like that the face of this team because you got to have it because you can fall apart like some of these other teams are doing, where you're all blaming each other. That and that leadership from last year is really carried over, and I mean, yeah. and I don't think it just ha- happened last year, but it's just I think it's growing really because. We have talent on that defense. There's no denying it. There's first round, future first rounders on that defense, but to the extent of five next year, probably not. But I mean, you see it all right now that they're they're playing just as good as they were last year on a lot of aspects, and and I think a lot of it is just the whole brotherhood concept that yeah. Kirby's instilled in these guys. You know, I mean, you got Dumas Johnson out there. He has like he reminds me of a fifth, six year senior. Like you know. And well, he's on, he's third, on grade, third game of the season, he's chewing out. Was it Kamari Laster? Somebody just yeah, all through it. Like, second game starter. Who, who the hell are you to do that? But he did exactly. I didn't. Guy took it and got better. Uh, yeah, sorry, and he played lights out today. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't remember him. He didn't have no penalty. Keely drives me nuts with these penalties, and I feel like the refs pick on him more than the other teams picking on him. I feel like he gets picked on with some of these penalties, but and some of those I mean, Kamari is playing lights out, if you ask me. I know he, he makes mistakes, but it, hey, he's only a sophomore, so, I mean, I really like what I'm seeing from him, too. You're right, and we had a comment a second ago that uh, this Georgia has the best staff in the country. Kirby said this is his best, best staff ever, and I'm like, I am hard-pressed to disagree with him. 
And that, that don't take that wrong. It's not a shot against Dan Lanning leaving, you know. But if you got uh, you look at your defensive side, you got Glenn Schumann, who's an up and comer. You know, Kirby's first hire when he got the job, Glenn Schumann, and Will Muschamp, who's been a two-time SEC East head coach. You got Mike Bowe right. over there, just kind of, hey, here's what I what I've seen when I scout you guys. Here's what I here's how I would attack you. You got Buster Faulkner, you know, over there, who's a good guy, you know, very smart X's and O's guy. And he's not even an on-the-field coach, but uh, I thought they upgraded, you know. You got Del McGee, best running back, best recruiting coach in the country. You've got um, uh, Brian McClendon. Brian McClendon, who's, you know, got what, he's 2-0 and o as, an interim, as an interim head coach, you know. Yeah. Best recruiters in the country, great wide receivers coach. I mean, look what he's done with the wide receivers, so. Uh, but uh, Uzo Deribe, as your uh, outside linebacker coach, man, they love him. They love that guy. They're going to play for him. He is, he is a hot coach. That's going to be a head coach someday uh, soon. Uh, trying to think of the guy from Rutgers. Fran Brown. Fran Brown. Fantastic. Point being, yeah, he's recruiting his DBs too. Staff, so, and and they're, they're taking their they. You lose. 15 guys in the NFL, and they reloaded. I call it rebuilding. They reloaded, but they're really, really good. So I'm nuts. I, I hope we're not in jeopardy of losing Monken. And I don't feel like we are like, as much as I did at the beginning of the season because in these openings, his name's not really a hot topic. Um, I hope he's just one of those guys, you know, who's happy to be a coordinator where he's at for a little while. Cause he's not. He's <laughs> – well, thanks, I mean, man. I don't mean that <laughs> But uh, let me answer Raj. Raj was Kenny McIntosh hurt? I don't think he was hurt, but uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, no, I mean, so he's got a two billion dollar year contract. That's really good. He likes being at Georgia. But if he's the head coach, what's the going rate on a head coach right now? A six, I mean, something. Yeah, five, six million dollars. So <laughs> ten if for Kirby. Hey Cody, you can get you can get away from Kirby. Call all your own shot. I'm going to give you a three-year deal, five-year deal, something like that to come coach my team. My team's not good, but we think you can rebuild it. You're going to be like, yeah, I'll do that. I'll, I'll take a 100 or 200% raise, be the guy in charge. Don't have Kirby yelling at me every day. Not, not that that's part of it, but just, I mean, for your family, for your livelihood, you're like, I can go from a $2 million year, which is really good, to being a $6 million year guy, even if it doesn't work. Everyone's still going to remember that I was the offensive coordinator of Georgia that won a title. Well, and the damn right. buyouts are you're yeah, going to get paid anyway. Got the buyouts, so you're like, uh, we see these guys lose jobs. What do they do? They go coach for Saban. They go, they come be on Kirby's staff. So, or they get hired by the NFL. The point being, there's all those job openings, and we know, we saw the Liberty one today. They beat Arkansas. So if you freeze, even though he's got a new Liberty contract, might be somewhere. Uh, I I don't know when Todd Munkin will leave, but it's the same with Dan Lanning. They, they, every time there's a job opening, Dan Lanning was mentioned in it. Eventually, one of them will be appealing enough for him to go. But Kirby's going to have to deal with that every year. Somebody's going to come after Will Muschamp. Somebody's going to come after Glenn Schumann. They're, 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 I can guarantee they're coming after Fran Brown and Dale McGee and uh, McClendon. So, but as long as you got Kirby up there making those. Uh, decisions on who to hire i'm not worried about it and again the, here's if you want to know the only achilles heel i see of this team offensive line in like two three years because this last offensive line class cody was mediocre yeah yeah good guy 
and Ernest Green. And uh, Drew Bowe. out. Gets, yeah, he's out. But I'm just saying, right now you've got plenty of offensive linemen, and it's good. But this upcoming 2023 class, you have to have good offensive linemen in it. So, But, again, I got the transfer portal, so who even who even needs that? Yeah, just go get them. Yeah. Wait, did that? Did well, I like what they said about Monroe Freeland. I know we got his commitment, but I see I, I did, we ain't got the big five star name like we've had no. this year. Holy. Um, Sorry, uh, another, uh, Clemson's going to come back again. What's the score? <laughs> Every time I say that, Notre Dame scores. So it's now 35 to 7. What's the score on the Alabama-LSU game? I was streaming off my Alabama phone. Just, Alabama just scored 21-17, four minutes, 40 seconds to go. Oh, man. That might be a game. Well, so, it's been good chatting it up with y'all, man. I, uh, take it easy, brother. I'll be, uh, I'll, uh, I'll be back on again soon. All right, man. Yeah, All right, you. go dogs. See you, All brother. Right. Stay up late next week, Cody, because we're going to – what time are we going to get on the show next week? Oh, God almighty. Probably 10.30. 11. It'll be 11. Uh, I love it. I love the fact that I can, you know, I like uh, uh, Jeff here, flip TJ Shanahan. That would be nice. You know, yeah. uh, Derek says that Dan Mullen going to Auburn. That'll be Hugh Freeze, I think. So, <laughs> ain't no way, ain't no way Hugh Freeze is getting an SEC job. He no. is, he's, gonna be, he's coming right back. No shot, dude. No shot. Um, I like it, Cody. Cody says he'll stay up late for us next week. We need that. Yeah, man. Next week's going to be Dude, brutal. I just like how every time I say that Notre Dame's going to – or Clemson's going to come back, Notre Dame scores. <laughs> it's like this magical power. Next week. I feel like uh, I it. Well, you got anything else, Big Rod? Um, let me look at something real quick. I want to see what – I know we got a ton of content over at UJSports.com yeah, right now. Um, I want to check – Click on uh, Dash's. Um, he did a whole story about Georgia fans bringing noise. I think that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, again, I, I think if we had to give out helmet stickers, you'd have to give one to the uh, entire Georgia fan base. You know, that was nuts. Yeah. I saw somebody say uh, uh, Kamari Lasseter may have had his best game of the year. We should start doing that. Why didn't we start doing? It? We we all we both get two helmet stickers to give out. Why didn't you think of this beforehand? I don't know. So all right, probably so probably because I had that uh, uh, Bustletown vodka, man. Who's your two? Uh, who's your two? Two helmet stickers. You just say them, Kamari and the fans. Well, we can say collectively. We'll both take the fans, so we'll take that. But, yeah, give me the fans. Well, they don't get a. They can. They have a, a shaker. You can't give them a helmet sticker. They don't wear helmets, but. Yeah, give him a shaker. Um, so that is tough. Okay, so I'm gonna go lad. I'm gonna go lad. Bounce back, lad. Okay. I'm gonna go Malachi. Malachi played really well today. I'll take those two. I knew you weren't gonna take either one of them, so I'll take those uh -huh. two. I'll go Javon Bullard. Two sacks. Great, great pick. Great pick. You know, and and just just everywhere he was at. There's one guy that we're, we're going to both miss, though, just so you know that. Um, and you can't – don't look at comments. Don't look at comments. I'm just saying to say, Jalen, right, what I have called up in front of me right now is the post-game news and notes injury from uh, Dash. That's what I'm reading or looking over. But I'll have to go with uh, Jalen Carter. Damn it. We're going to both miss him, I thought. Good play. Good pick. Good pick. I'm just thinking that, I mean, he 
change the outcome of the game. Uh, and again, I know I sound like a broken record when I write or complain or whine about special teams or tweet about them, but the fact that you had a 75-yard punt that put them, you know, when you couldn't move the ball, you put them on the one-yard line, and then 88 comes through and just throws your quarterback to the you know, the opposing quarterback to the ground. Ball bounces around. He almost got the safety. And then, you know, the next play, like you said, lad, that, you know, the next Georgia play is a, a lad touchdown. We're going to want it done. Just the momentum, the, the crowd. It would have been very easy for Tennessee to start taking the crowd out of it like they did at LSU. You, your first drive, you fumble it. They get a field goal out of it, you know. Then your next drive, uh, you have to punt it to them and they get it on, you know. If they had a 99-yard drive or something like that, man, Jalen Carter, every time you needed him, you got him. So I'm calling two guys on defense. I'm sure there's some guys on offense we could shout out, you know, give a helmet stick or two. But this was a defensive victory um, yeah. because that's who needed it. And, you know, we talked about the offense would have to carry the defense some this year, you know, as a defense rebuilt. But I said the defense will get better and better. Well, and God, could you imagine if Dolan Smith were still healthy and William Poole were still with the team and he still had Dan the Man Jackson? So this this defense could be even filthier, but uh, you, you lost some key players. But man, 88. Having him back is just, it's a totally different game. Totally. And, and, and LSU, I mean, uh, if you're looking at Kentucky, Kentucky, Kentucky's got a good offensive line. They can't stop him. Mississippi State, damn sure can't stop him. So I, I like I like where the team's going. So we, we both got Georgia in the playoffs. Georgia goes undefeated in the regular season. We don't expect either one of them to lose, even though they are trap games. You're willing to nah, go out there and play. Yeah. What's the what's the um what's the spread? We always do this. What's the spread next week? Uh 27. Jeez, uh, Roddy. They they had nine against Tennessee. 27 on the road at Miss State in a night game? Yep. Let me see. Hold on. Mississippi State. I just had them up. What's what's their – I'm sure they're killing uh, Bama. Oh, my wow. goodness. It's 24-19 against Auburn right now in the fourth quarter. Mississippi State's up. Okay, your 27 sounds a little bit more. Uh, I'm going to go – oh, I'm going to go 23 and a half. Oh, my goodness. I thought we were going to get out of here. What? Oh, I didn't even God. tell I was going to put him on. I forgot to get him smoking. <laughs> Okay. All right, Paul. Look, I've given you guys a couple weeks. Okay? I haven't come on. I haven't done it. I've been, I've been, I've been playing the aisle. I promise. I just no, no BS. Um, Javon Buller gets my game ball on defense. That kid played out of his mind. Those two, those those two corner blitzes that they just decided they didn't want to stop him on were just brilliant in the third quarter. I want to know yeah. from uh, you guys. I, I want to know uh, was the game slowed down by weather, or did Kirby just know that Tennessee couldn't score on Georgia, and he just decided to play bully ball? I'm late. I'm late oh, to the yeah, show. I don't. Well, we've kind of gone over that, but I don't think it was bully ball. Okay. I think it was. I mean, because there was no bullying really. There wasn't like a except for that drive in the third quarter you had for eight minutes. I guess that counts. But um, me, Roddy and I have different takes on this. Roddy, you can go ahead. Well, we have the right take, which is mine. Then we have whatever Paul came up with, whatever his she. bullshit. 
Yeah, you. I could agree with you, but we'd both be wrong, is what Bob Roddy'd say. Yeah, right. <laughs> say the sky's I, blue, and he'd say we we're wrong. Yeah, I, I tell you, I think I think uh, I think this game came down to the fact that Georgia has been here before, and Tennessee wants to be where we're at, and that that's fine. They can want all they want. But I found out, and I'm going to leave real quick because I got to go make more crab legs. Um, it's 10:30 at night, bro. What do you? What? What? I have four pounds, dude. Four pounds. It's 10:30 at night. How many pounds have you what, eaten? It's daylight savings time. It's only 9:30 right now, Paul. Come on. Hold on. Daylight savings time tonight? Yeah. Jesus, Paul. Is it really? Yes. Why you're always wrong. We're going to change the name of this POS to Paul is always wrong. Yeah. It'll be the PAW show. It's the, the PAW show. Yeah. Paul, like Dog Paul. See? This worked out even the better dog than Paul. the Dog Paul show. Who's doing the Dog Paul? What does Paul stand for? Paul's always wrong. Paul's always wrong. Hey, no, but seriously, and, and I, I want to hear everybody who didn't hit the like button, you're you're pathetic. Uh, if you just the best, best, best UGA content on the planet, period, 100%. Guys, join the thread. And I found out, I just learned this earlier, that a hooker is always better on their back at least eight times a night. I'll see you guys. <laughs> I knew I should have hit. Why did you do it? Why did you do it? Why did you? I, I, was, like, I was looking for the mute button, but I was too busy putting up low Elo Joe's comment there about the crab legs. You knew it, man. Ah, you knew it. Dude. So apparently uh, 2 a.m. becomes 1 a.m. Okay. All right. It's got a uh, phenom. I can't even say his name. Is that phenom? Phenomi? What is that? Phenomi? Phenomi unit. I don't know. Unit. Says you get an extra hour to fool around. I don't know. Fool around. You're married. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm married. I mean, I'm gonna fall asleep and I'm gonna go eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and watch the rest of this football and then go to sleep. All right, that's all I got for this week. You got anything else? Uh, no, what man. What's what, what going on with this LSU uh, Alabama game? Oh no, I can't watch it. My uh, internet was messed up. I had to take that down and I had to tell Nicole to quit streaming. One minute fifty four left. Uh, who's got the ball? LSU's got the ball. Let's see. I had to. Um, everything was tripping. Yeah, tripping. Uh, yeah. Oh, I like this. Uh, crab legs by the fire sounds good. Crab legs at midnight. I love it. <laughs> yeah, crab legs at midnight sounds fire. Man, some of you guys, I'm sure you know Anthony. Anthony is one of my favorites, man. He's just wild, dude. He's absolutely wild. And he said he took two weeks off. There's no telling where Anthony was during those two weeks. So um, you just you just give it best shot with Anthony. But no. Nah. Holy shit, LSU scored. They're up 24. <sighs> All right, I'm going to I'm gonna go watch the game. Guys, we appreciate you so much uh, for tuning in with us. We've been live for two and a half hours, and 200 of you guys are still around here. We got all the way up to, I think, 450 at one point. Guys, before you leave, it would help us out tremendously. It takes you two seconds. Hit that like button on this video. If you're not already subscribed to the channel, you know also hit that subscribe button. I'm sure you are, though. We appreciate every single one of you. Really, really do. Um, except, you guys, except George on tap. Yeah, except George on tap. But uh, no, really, you guys are more of a family to us than, uh, you know, fans of the podcast or anything that we do. Uh, if we wouldn't have a show if it wasn't for you guys, not to get all, you know, emotional and stuff. But we, you guys are what you guys? Makes, you guys are what makes this show go. And, uh, you know, we, we have a 
ton of fun doing it. We'll be back next week, late night hours, uh, demon hours, talking to you after the Mississippi State game. And uh, like I said, we appreciate you guys so much. There's too many of you guys to name. And uh, even females, you know, don't forget the females, Roddy. You can't you can't call them uh, all men because uh, I, I forgot who it was. Gotcha. And my co-host was one, so. No, God. Oh, man. But no, guys, we really, we really, uh, we really appreciate it, guys. And thank you so much. We'll see you next week. Uh, Paul is always wrong. The Paul show. God, I hate it here, dude. I'm, I really, I wish I could quit this, but I can't. <laughs> uh. All right, guys. Thank you so much for writing the Bolsey. I'm Paul Meharry. We'll see you next time on the POS Georgia versus Michigan State. PAW. I know. I almost said it. See you guys. <laughs> you almost did. <laughs>